to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. gentlemen welcome to down in front we are uh, going to be watching the the, the cinematic opus starship troopers <laughs> yes. today go ahead and pop in your starship troopers divid or whatever format you choose to use press play and then press pause again right after the tristar logo fades to black and it's actually a fast fade down so be ready for this one as soon as you see what you think is all black make a best your best guess and just go for it pause the film and in a moment i'll say unpause three two one unpause and we will play forward together in perfect sync so you can have something that's sort of like a commentary. Uh, and if nothing else, it's friends in your head. Here we go. So uh, let's see. Who's here and what do we think of this particular, uh, this particular monument to cinematic endeavor? Uh, Brian, oh, start on this? Brian, Brian Fenifter. I, I really like Starship Troopers. I, when, I remember when it came out and I was really excited because I love the military in space. I'm always a fag for military in space. And it, it delivered. You have friends at that's NASA a- and you went to like boot camp? Yeah. So this is your movie. This is yeah. This is pretty much yeah. This is pretty much awesome for me. Okay. Uh, I saw I saw this movie in high school, and it was at like a party where we were. I I don't even remember, but it wasn't really about watching the movie. But I I <laughs> it wasn't about. It was I, all about togas. Yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember right. much. I think it was a D and D party or some shit. But oh, anyway, so it wasn't a cool party. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It was a party. It was high school, but it wasn't a cool. It was party. high school, but it wasn't cool. Uh, but um, I really kind of hated this movie, but it was high school, and since then people were like, oh, didn't you get that it's a comedy? I'm like, no, there was a lot of blood, and uh, so that, that, might have distra- that might have distracted me a little bit. But Did you laugh once? Then it was Citizen Kane! Yeah, so <laughs> you, need a, you need a coroner! You need a coroner! So uh, a lot of people, uh, myself included, have kind of felt that maybe I should give this movie a second chance, so uh, he- here it goes. <laughs> and the one, the only Trace Stokes. Yeah, well, uh, here's where I have to confess. I, I spent a year and a half of my life making this movie. So I have... Really? Yeah. I, how how <laughs> convenient. Not, yes, it's so funny that we wow, should choose this one. It's so lucky it worked out that way. I know. What, it's what, what, what did you have to do with this? Were you the PA? I was... Uh, yeah, I, I brought... As uh, if there's only one were, PA yeah. in a movie were like... Were you Star the Trek guy that made the coffee? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I brought Mr. Verhoeven his uh, his amphetamines every morning. Um, <laughs> I was I was uh, head of the animation department slash uh, co animation supervisor uh, for Tippett Studio. We did all the bug shots. Oh. The uh, the effects were divvied up. Uh, Sony ImageWorks did all the spaceship stuff. A few other companies picked up a few bits and pieces here and there, but Tippett Studio was exclusively uh, responsible for every shot with any bug in it. So that was what we did. And I was head of the animation department. I believe we had thirteen animators. We spent a year and a half on the show and uh okay, so i got so a couple of tales i could tell you that along a, that the way aside, I, so you what wait, did you think I, of the movie so well you, hang on you spent a year and a half moving bug legs around basically well or and other things. making animators move bug legs around and telling, <laughs> tell, how, telling yeah. other animators although i moved my share of bug legs there's some there's some stuff in here that i animated you know um but uh yeah that's basically was that was my life and they were you know long <laughs> if I, there was the first year, if I got home before 11 p.m., it was it was a it was a special day, and 
and at least six days a week. It was grueling. Um, this should be pretty cool. The, the amount of perspective on this film is, is unreal. I have no problem shitting all over this movie. And, and, right and that's fine. And, 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 and I don't know if I will. But I'm not I'm necessarily going to defend it as a movie. Um, but Trey, I respect you as an artist, and yeah. I like you as a friend, but I will shit all over your creative <laughs> I, I promise you. I'm going to hate this movie no matter what. Um, now, well, I, and, and, and a lot of people do for various reasons. The... Uh, Michael has one reason that he just didn't care for the movie. A lot of people, um, and some of them may be listening, a lot of people don't like it because they felt it was very unfaithful to what is a classic, beloved science fiction classic novel. Um, I haven't read that. Blah, and, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. We, we can get into it at some point, but I actually have a unique perspective because I saw the movie and then later I read the book and <laughs> the fact that I, I read unique. it after. <laughs> yeah. I will speak of it. Yeah. No, well, I, I'll, and I'll give you my perspective. I, I, Starship Troopers, the novel by Robert Heinlein, uh, was, was the first hard, what they call hard sci-fi novel I ever read as a kid. It was the first novel, I just was, was happened to be a novel that I happened to pick up. I didn't know that much about it. And I happened to read it and I was like, I realized instantly that this was different than any other science fiction book I'd ever read because it was much more adult and much more, um, you know, what they call hard science and not more, less of a fantasy, which sometimes would get labeled sci-fi. And it was a real science fiction. Um, it was also the, <laughs> I remember the one thing about the book is it was a, it is the first time I ever learned uh, the phrase bought the farm. Huh. The, the the book uses the the phrase "bought the farm" uh, repeatedly, and in, in the first chapter and many times throughout, it talks about then so and so bought the farm, so and so bought the farm. I was a little too young; I didn't, I never heard that expression before. I thought that meant that the character had literally bought a farm. <laughs> <laughs> what the, this, happen, this is happening a lot. Yeah, like, there's a lot of farms. I thought space. it was I thought it was a euphemism for they had suddenly retired and left the service. I did not know that that meant that they had actually died. Um, but I loved the book uh, as a kid, and I always remembered it. Uh, all this, and then when I finally was offered the chance to work on the movie version of Starship Troopers, I thought, wow, this is awesome. I can't believe it. I get to work on it. And I will say that I was a little surprised when I found out <laughs> what the movie was actually going to be like. Um, it's not like the book, although I will defend it and maybe we'll get to it, that it is in more like the book than people are willing to admit. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's clearly got a different sensibility than the book. I admit that. And it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I like the movie for what it is. I recognize that it's not the book. Um, I can understand why people are disappointed that it's not the book. But I, I think it has its own qualities that I think are, aren't aren't that bad. But uh, that that's not necessarily going to be everyone's opinion. But, uh, yeah, I can, uh, we'll, I'll probably tell some stories and point out some specific shots where you might be able to see some crazy bug action that you didn't know about. And, and we'll see what happens. And uh, I'm Teague, and that sounds awesome. I think, I think I've seen this movie once. I didn't like it. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Nice. All right, let's do it. All Shall right. we? You guys have all paused your DVD, and we hope that it's the right version of it, because if it's not, we don't care, and that's your problem. <laughs> uh, at the, at the, mo the moment, the TriStar logo fades to black, and now we're going to press on pause on the, the beat of zero here in a moment and watch in perfect sync. So here we go. Prepare your pause buttons. Three, two, one, unpause. And we're off with this well, wonderful ode with, to font use. And no, 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 right away, it's a two-studio picture. It was such a big expensive uh, that TriStar wow. and Touchstone had to well, go in together on it. What was the budget? I think it was one of the first – someone on IMDb can, can correct me instantly, but uh, I think it was one of the first movies to crack the $100 million budget really? mark. Really? Yeah. Okay, now, I, I, I remember vaguely after going onto the internet to find out what the fuck <laughs> after I finished this movie that well, it was a satire. 
They weren't Ooh. saying this. Uh-huh. They were saying, guys that say this are stupid, get it? We're being ironic by saying it. <laughs> this movie, actually, I completely I th- missed that the first time. I think around. people get this movie a little more often now that we've actually lived this scenario <laughs> in our yes. own country. It is a little more relevant. We, than the it's actually game. kind of strange to look at it now and go, yes, they attacked our buildings and we must destroy them. They are alien and they are not like us. And, and all this attitude we've actually seen in the past right. decade in our own society. So I think, I think people sort of get, wait a minute, wait. Wait a minute. This may not be about bugs after all. There's one good thing to come out of the George W. Bush presidency. I'm glad that it's actually that we understand. (laughs) That's a new appreciation of Starship Starship Troopers. Troopers. Oh, I get it. They're being funny. I think that's the legacy. I think that's the legacy of George Bush is people have a new appreciation for Starship Troopers. I love these spaceships. I think they are, they, they are pretty spaceships, and we didn't have a lot to do with them. Again, we did bug shots. The spaceships were done by... uh, by Sunny, by Sunny Image Works, um, and there's a whole story about that we may or may not get to. So this is this was uh, not one of the first sequences we did, but it was an early one because it's only a one-shot sequence. But uh, this was this was some tough stuff, and that's a that's a practical robot uh, yeah. robot one. They're doing the lift built by ADI, and then Bug Leg walks through. is one of our digital ones. This is a digital. The guy being snapped in half. We spent a long time getting that right. <laughs> this is a toughie because it's like all a big one a one taker. Even though it's probably three different sequences in terms of the uh, the, the work you're doing, right? Because you see that you, you pan into it three times. It's there's like there's, digital, there's, there's hidden real, cuts going digital. on. There are hidden cuts going on, but we had to deliver it. We also at Tippet we also did the final film outs, so we had to deliver this as one continuous long shot in the end. So it was, and there's a, there's a tip addition there to, to do the tip coming out of the leg. There's a lot of the compositing department did a lot of extra work as well. Uh, that guy has pretty teeth. Casper Van Dien is, is showing us his dental work. It's fantastic. I got to tell you, the font's not grabbing me, man. <laughs> it is. It's uh, isn't that Ariel? <laughs> I think it's it is exactly Ariel. That is, it's not Helvetica. It's, it's Ariel. Whoever's uh, and the 1996 a word or paint drawer. It's artist. Mm. The future is awesome. Drawing. The future is awesome. They have animated drawing. Uh, Michael, hey. does your Kindle do this? Huh. Does your Kindle do this? Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, he's it good. does not yet do that. He's got a space Kindle there. Uh, Michael Ironside, by the way, um, I guess uh, nowadays, I guess uh, we do uh, some kind of digital thing, but he's actually got a prosthetic uh, stumpy thing going on there. I think there may be some digital arm removal, maybe once or twice, but it's, a, it's an actual digital stump there with, puppet, with puppetry going on. It's odd. I'm going to marry Charlie Sheen someday. And he's going to have sex with a hooker, and I'm going to hate and him And I'm going to be famous for no particular reason. <laughs> Casper Van Dien looks exactly like a Team America puppet for me. <laughs> he kind of yes, does. He has the exact same kind of just fuck you face. Mm-hmm. Just he's like so pretty that he looks deformed. My little UCF. My, they go to University of Central Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's where the bugs are going to attack first. <laughs> because you've seen the size of bugs in Florida. That's yeah, where they're massing oh, oh, yeah. already. It's the love bug season. Or nine eleven. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Get your, great. Dude, oh. get your stump off me. That's gross. Totally get your stump off me. Suck my elbow nub. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh meat for the grinder. So what's going on here? I'm, kind of, I'm not paying really close attention to the words. I probably should and let you guys talk. Well, this is, is this like the serenity opening where it's like, we're going to set up It is going to see it. And again, look how prophetic it is. Um, well, you know that song, Give Peace a Chance? Yeah. This is not, this is not, not a, so much. Not a hit yeah. in, this, in this particular society. This, this is let's kill them all because that's what works. Well, what's interesting about this is this 
as and I, I read the book and I was a fan of the book. They really are restating the book. It's just that the tone in which they're doing it makes it seem like a negative thing, which is you know, that is what the that's an idea right out of the book is that you know you can't be a citizen in this society unless you have actually served the society. Now you know. Which. To, to people, to people who you know like the book, they go, "Yes, that's the proper society." But when you put it on film and have people say those words, it, it looks like fascism. Let's, let's recognize again we're we're looking at Neil Patrick Harris before he became interesting again. Exactly, it was like after Doogie Howser and before he was gay and in Doctor Horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, all these people got more interesting. She certainly got a lot more interesting once <laughs> she became Charlie Sheen's wife and all that happened. But um, Tesla, huh? Wow! Well, hey, it's Caprica. City. There you go. Old Caprica. That was a great oh. shot. Yeah. Yeah. What are you surprised that we were able to do good visual effects? Was that you or was that Imageworks? That was that would have been Imageworks, well, I guess. Like ninety eight, right? That was a no. It was just Earlier a great looking matte painting, and it was perfectly integrated. Yeah, it's ninety eight. Well, you know, we did have technology in those days. We even used computers for some of it. Did you go into the Usenet forums? We did. We would go to the Usenet forums. Well, actually, we were partly responsible for the uh, the original popularity of Ain't It Cool News because that was one of Harry Knowles' big breakthroughs. Was he was the first to publish uh, pictures of what the bugs looked like, and uh, uh, and he and he. So actually, you're responsible for Harry Knowles' popularity. Yeah, that's a, another thing. Kill him. Yeah. Well, what was funny was he said, "Here, stolen straight off the desk at Tippett Studio is a picture of a bug," and then there was uh, these pictures of bugs, and I was like, I wrote to him. I said. Dude, you know as well as I do, those weren't stolen off the desk at Tippett Studio. We don't have those on our desks at Tippett Studio. That's from a promotional package we sent to production. I stapled it together myself. So, you know, okay, you know, yes, they were generated here, but it's not like these are real pictures of the bugs. You're not sending somebody artist conceptions. sneaking into them. Yeah, but, you know, what the hell, doesn't matter. Neil Patrick Harris, look at that. He doesn't look any different now. Yeah, That's he really doesn't. He doesn't look any different than Doogie either. Like, he doesn't age. He really does. He's going to be one of those, you know, he's going to be 90. He's going to look just the same. Doogie Howser's a Highlander. We thought it was a joke, but he's really a medical genius, and he figured out stem cells. (laughs) Exactly. He really really is, was a child medical doctor. (laughs) Now, the thing, now, Tippett, we just did the... the, These these, uh, old practical bugs. Whoa, what are we looking at here? What's this? This, uh, These are... are, uh, Okay, this is kind of... Study their their bug anatomy. cool. This, all, the, all the practical bugs were built by ADI, Amalgamated Dynamics, which are guys who spun off from Stan Winston Studios. Um, some of Stan's former head guys, uh, Rue McClanahan. Oh, my God. Is that fucking... That's Rue McClanahan. No, 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 no. no that way. was not. That was Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of the Golden Girls, but I can see wow. how you that, can make that mistake. They don't use gloves or anything. Yeah, it's, it's, they're sterile bugs. So is the idea that they can get to some of the bugs, but the other ones... No, are these, are not, these are not our enemy bugs. These are, these are other these alien are bugs. These are have? other alien bugs. So, oh, and they, they just like indiscriminately kill them and open them up? It's it's science class. It's it's anatomy class. Yeah, they're, they're bugs. They're alien bugs, man. Yes, but they're not these particular alien bugs that are are we're fighting. So they just kill like animals on other planets now. Just like we kill frogs and cut them open in science class. Have you have you been to a school at some point? Actually, not as much as you might think. Okay, it's actually a common activity here in American schools to cut open animals in a class. Either. Never gonna give you up. I think we did have to do that little, <laughs> that little uh, uh, schematic flying in the air there. That oh, animation. That and I thing. think she's actually going to. Yep, she's going to. Yep. Right at camera. Paul Verhoeven actually has someone hurled visibly at camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta love Paul. Now, Paul, if you, if you know Paul's body work, Paul also did Robocop, which is probably one of his big genre mm-hmm. breakthroughs. Paul's a crazy dude. Paul, Paul is, you know, all of his movies are Wait, is there, is there, out there. Is there supposed to be mind reading in this thing? There's sure, psychic yeah. ability? Absolutely. That's, hey, that's it's the future, that's, isn't it? That's Doogie's uh, secret weapon, mm-hmm. which now that I 
think that I do believe now people who quibble about the novel, they can quibble about that because that's not from the novel. Um, Doogie's character, uh, Carl, uh, actually just sort of dies off screen in the book, as I recall, and is not as, as much of a factor as he is in the movie. Wait, he just guessed Ace of Spades and it came up on the screen. I'm confused as how that was wrong. Oh, because he guessed that. He was showing that. Never mind. I don't understand their technology. Here's a fun thing. Even, the HUDs are not as good. Even in a $100 million movie, movie this, this was originally going to be a monkey until they realized that they couldn't afford a trained monkey for this scene, so they just they got a ferret instead. <laughs> in the original draft of the screen, Carl had a pet monkey until someone said monkeys are hard to get hold of. So we can get a ferret. <laughs> also hard to put a monkey in a spacesuit. But you can make a ferret run upstairs for, you know, a bug, so that's okay. And there he goes. So, uh, I, they still seem to have kind of used monkey sounds. When he was <laughs> yeah. up. Well, they they still had the monkey sound effects. <laughs> they already paid for those. <laughs> Screw it, man. So there you go. So the idea is that these 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 guys are you know I think Johnny Rico. The point of his character was that he wasn't going to sign up for military service or something, whatever Carl is. But um, you know they don't want to. Uh, ooh, Doogie being ominous. But what is? Doing the effect shots for the bug shots, of course, we only got plates and footage for the scenes that we were involved in. So it wasn't until I went to the cast and crew screening that I saw any of this, that I had any idea of what the rest of the movie How it all fit together. was about. And so I'm watching this going, damn, I didn't know that there was like space football in this and, <laughs> and, you, know, and, and you know, girls throwing up on, on bugs and, 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 the camera. and things and so on. It's, it's kind of crazy. This guy, of course. Christian Bale in a very early role. Yes. <laughs> early Christian Bale. I'm very yeah. sweaty. Yeah. You'll have to excuse my sweat. I'm very I'm sweaty. smooth. I'm a smooth, smooth man. Well, do you like hookers or not? Because I'm not marrying you if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go sweat on something. Peace. <laughs> Sweatily. <laughs> There is a scene, there's a scene later on when they've both gone into military service. They're both pilots. There's a scene that takes place with them on the bridge that uh, was, yeah. the, the only, was the only scene that I actually saw of this movie that wasn't a bug scene, only because the dailies, the, ed, the editorial department accidentally sent us the wrong dailies. So I got to see one scene, and it was the raw, it was the raw footage of the scene of them in the, uh, in the cockpit that's coming up much later in the film, which that was kind of shocking to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! This so is the movie it, we're working on because all the ships, all the shots we were doing, she wasn't in except for the one brain bug sequence. So I didn't even know that she was really in this movie. It was like, oh wow, she's in this movie. Okay. So is the main difference between because I've always heard about the people that have a have a problem with this movie because of its difference from the book. Is the difference literally just a tone shift? Like even like the, the arc and the broad strokes are still. My there defense and- is is because this this is extremely faithful to the plot of the book, including and this is so un Hollywood, including the fact that the climax of the story doesn't happen on screen and the heroes aren't involved in it. Um, which is a very strange thing for a movie, but you know, if you see at the end of the movie, and I'm going to give a spoiler, it, the big thing is the capture of the brain bug. Well, it doesn't happen. The heroes don't aren't involved in it. You know, they get told about it after they they, they, they show up and they go, yeah, we they, they capture the brain bug. The war is essentially over. Um, they're not involved in that, and they weren't even. We don't even see it happen on screen, which is exactly how it happens in the book. So the plot's the same. The, the broad, well, broad strokes of the plot are the same, yeah. Yeah, the, the very broad strokes are. But again, it's like the, the things you can do with tone are tremendous. You know, they can affect things tremendously. Because so, right um, now this looks like a, like a teen high school movie. It totally does. It, the first part of it that's is. That's clearly the point, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's also a photography thing. It just feels very not, 
not sophomoric, like a studio pandering for sophomores. Right. The, the the group of high schoolers, not the people that are making their second project. Yeah. Well, and not to not to give uh, not to give too much away, but the at the time, and I've I've, I've said this before that at the time when the movie finally came out, um, I only saw one reviewer who really really got what Paul was going for, and you, and you have to remember that Paul Paul has Paul has a Paul Verhoeven has has a a theme that is in pretty much every movie he makes. And it, certainly it's in, it's all over total recall and it's all over uh, Robocop and, and it's well on display in this one here too. And I, um, I'm not going to say specifically what it is because maybe you'll, maybe see if you'll figure it out as we go. But, um, but you know, Paul is from, you know, the Netherlands, the Netherlands, right? In Holland, well, he's Dutch, uh, you know, during the war. So his, you know, his, his worldview is very much informed by, by the Nazis and, and what they did to Europe and, you know, and what they did to Holland, you know, his home country. How old is he? So he's he's old, old enough to remember World War II and have experienced it. I didn't know that. Okay. He's, he's, and had some pretty dire experiences. Yeah, Holland, Holland was not one of the good places to be no. during World War II. Um, so, you know, it's, it's that, that sensibility is, is on display here. Anyway, I saw a reviewer, you know, who said when this movie came out, said um, Hitler would have loved this movie because Hitler would have made this movie. Hmm. And uh, and that is essentially what, you know, what Paul was going for is that what you're watching is you're watching a propaganda film sitting in the theater of an audience of this society. Uh-huh. This is a movie that they have made to tell you why the war is important and show you these young, clean, bad acting <laughs> youth. <laughs> You know, going off to war and fighting and bravely dying. And how that's, glorious that's, and important it that's is. That's actually what I... Is that the same place where they shot that one that one fan film? Or the early on one? The It looks kind of like Logan's Run. It <laughs> it's it's a good location. I can anyway, see why I somebody I would use it. I forget the name of the film, so it's irrelevant. But um, that's that's exactly what I say about mm. 300. Really? You know, that's basically... Because uh, a lot of people <laughs> who don't like it, I'm like, but it's a... Like it's a Spartan propaganda film. Like the whole okay. the whole movie is being told by this guy who wasn't there for half of it. He's just making shit. And up. then they fought elephant guy. Yeah, that, <laughs> a giant elephant game, and they fought that. And yeah, and it's like it, it's like of course it's like racist and violent and, and horribly <laughs> one sided because it's coming from their side of it. You know, interesting. So the idea is that. Not only is the, the what is literally the segments in the film that are being portrayed as videos from the universe, the entire film is, in terms of concept, the, you know, the highbrow, this is f- like a movie being made for the audience of this universe. Well, that, that was, that was the, that's the sensibility. I mean, it's, okay. it's not like it's literally it's supposed like to be mandate, that. It's not like a mandate, but that was kind of the idea? That, that was the, kind of the underlying idea. Now, as to whether... An audience can grasp that many levels of. of Look at Doogie you know, Howser making his move. Yeah, awesome. I am not even sexually attracted to. Sure, you I like girls. I really do. I really. Sh- yes, I do. Why won't you kiss me later? <laughs> it's you know whether whether an audience can really be expected to grasp that many things. I mean, I think I think the problem is whether or not it was successful in that. I think the problem is that without some kind of clue. Of course, at face value, you go, "Wow, this is a lot of really wooden acting and, and a lot of you know, kind of silly." That's how I not much going it. on, and that you know, like I said, I I can I can talk about the goal, I can talk about how, you know, whether it was successful or not. Um, I think it was you know, it was a risky move to try and even make a movie like that. I think he probably could have gone a little not so far into it um, in that regard. But hey, it's Paul. He's you know, what do you want from him? He's Dutch for Christ's sake. He's out of his <laughs> freaking gourd. <laughs> he was in the war, man. Back off. He's well, a scientist. Like I had, I had the uh, the thing with I saw RoboCop, and it's mm-hmm. like 
super hyper violent. And at the time, mm. they weren't making movies like that. So it's like it's so violent that it's ridiculous and funny. But yeah. now we have Saw and Hostel <laughs> and other stuff. And mm. I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, this doesn't come off as funny. This comes <laughs> off as the other violent movies that yeah. people make with lots of blood and gore. And it's, and it's much less funny now because yeah. of context. And out of Robocop, out of, I wouldn't. I don't know if a Robocop struck me as being particularly funny the first time. It was it was the guy visceral. gets shot for like five minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not. Well, no, well, but but that's about, not that's not intended to be funny. They that's, talk about no, the guy gets shot for like five minutes, and then the funny part is someone going, "Someone call a fucking ambulance!" <laughs> like that's gonna do anything. <laughs> no, the uh, you talking about you talking about Murphy himself. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, I've the only guy, seen the, the guy who gets once. who gets blown away by the Ed whatever. The, oh, the Ed Two Hundred. The one that turns itself by, on. Done by Phil, by the way. Just killing and killing and killing yeah. and killing it, and killing. It's totally over the top. Well, they, I, was, I, was, I thought you were talking about Murphy himself because the scene of Murphy goes on quite much longer. Yeah. Have him getting gradually mowed down. The the again the thinking. I can tell you the thinking again. Success or not is debatable. But the, the thinking was that we've only had like three minutes to get to know Murphy and we're supposed to sympathize with him. But there's, there's barely time to establish a character. So the only way to establish sympathy is to just show him being tortured to death. Uh-huh. So that was the logic behind that. Because we really don't know who he is. We're not going to have time to before he turns into a robot that we're supposed to sympathize <laughs> with. So let's just show that his death was extremely That's cruel exactly and painful. That's exactly how it worked for you in Ryan vs. Dorkman. <laughs> really? We don't like this guy. Let's I'm pretty like, sure I didn't become a robot. Let's fucking yeah. stab him in the, in the arm and let's just see if we like him at the end of this. Might be mm. wrong. Ryan's a dick. Well, not really. They're both fighting each other. Well, look, he stabbed him in the face. <laughs> yeah. see, see, Ryan vs. Dorkman, has, we're talking about this in another movie. It's we, like, uh, well, who's the bad guy? I don't know. I, yeah, I, it was never... Who am I rooting for in we never decided to make it clear who was the bad guy. We're well, like, I think I that's know. a major failing in the plot of Ryan versus Dark Man. <laughs> I never knew who the bad guy was, so fuck it. Most people just assume I'm the one wearing black, so I must be the Well, bad I just love guy. how we'll people just... imprint on it. I mean, people, right. people, people like, must know who the bad guy is, <laughs> so they have to decide and justify, I think Ryan's the bad guy, and here's why. <laughs> that looks like the uh, San Diego Convention I do believe Center. that is the yeah, San Diego yeah, Convention Center. How uh, ironic. That is. Are you here for Comic-Con? Yes, oh my God, That's fucking it. Yep. I think that high school was someplace in San Diego as well. The, the, a lot of these exteriors were, were somewhere in San Diego. And I believe the training camp is also somewhere in San Diego. This so that makes such sense. such an odd idea. So... How many times has the L.A. Convention Center been anything in a movie? I, I saw in something last night it was pretending on. to be the airport. I wish I had come at this movie either later, maybe even later than now, where I could approach it with that level of cynicism where I would start to wonder... Clearly, this is a bad movie. Maybe they're trying to say something with that. Because I didn't get that at all the first time. And this was only a few years ago, but still. I I wasn't watching this expecting to look for... It's called fucking Starship Troopers, guys. Yeah, it's well, but again, yeah, a, awesome. a classic, beloved, yeah, serious I, sci-fi I, I, novel. Look at, look at some other movies and their titles just on its mm-hmm. own. Robocop, I mean. for example. Yeah, <laughs> Back to the Future, The Phantom Menace. Stupid ass name. So I'm going to go to the Serenity panel. How about you guys? <laughs> Dr. Horrible. I think I'm going to go to the Starship Troopers panel. Yeah, well, I heard that sucked. <laughs> Prepare to fast You guys forward. just don't get it. <laughs> Same time next year? You betcha. Yeah. It's Did almost they, okay, like they're acting in this scene. Were, were, were they 
Do you know if they were directed guy, to act badly, or are they just not good and they didn't mind? Well, I was never, I was never, ever, ever on the set. I couldn't well, give you any insight into that Even if you didn't know, do you think that's what's going on here? I I'm mean, I can't sure. imagine. I, that I'm not sure. I mean, you, you know, you never know where the dividing line is between, you know. Just how good Casper Van Dien really is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and, and did the studio go, no, we need prettier people. Don't worry so much about the acting. You never, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what any of that process was. Or if Verhaven was like, you know, I need somebody with a jawline. That can't act for crap. You know what's weird is that Casper Van Dien looks like a really pretty version of Trey Parker. Now that's interesting. Does anyone else see that? Watch that that and keep that in mind because I always think that whenever I see him. You know the the whole the whole internet thing was just just starting to really get rolling for you know good. So it it was interesting to see internet reactions to this. And I actually saw someone who legitimately, I think it might have been on any cool news, legitimately claimed that Casper Van Dien was cast because Paul Verhoeven, you know, wanted to cast someone else who was also Dutch. And and I said, yeah, Casper Van Dien is Dutch like Dick Van Dyke is Dutch. I mean, you know, it's like I really don't think that was a factor. I'm just guessing, but I don't think that was a factor. What the factors were, we can only guess at this point. It's lost to history. Wasn't wasn't the character not white in the original? He's, he's uh, yeah, he's uh, Filipino. A Filipino, right? yeah. And so, of course, the Filipinos went straight to the keyboard for that. <laughs> you know, that's when the Filipino Americans got up and went to the keyboard and immediately started to write. And, and, and Dizzy, the character of Dizzy, who's played by the secondary female, um, Dizzy is is a is a, guy. Is, is a guy in the original and book. Dies in the first chapter. Exactly. Dizzy's the one who buys the farm, and uh, I thought had retired to a farm <laughs> to chase rabbits, presumably. Um, it, literally, it was years later. When I finally and suddenly Starship Troopers made so much more sense to me <laughs> years later in retrospect, I was like, "Oh, bought the farm, oh, of course." Okay, and something. So wait, they were dying. They didn't go to a farm oh. and chase rabbits. So, so Dizzy isn't really on a farm. Dizzy is really on a farm. You just fucking yeah. broke down at, at a McDonald's yeah, one time. Exactly. You mean Dizzy died? Just ranting about Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, what just happened? <laughs> There's a man with a pointy tail crying. Don't look at him, Tommy. Don't look at him. Just move along. Move along. Step along. So... Now come on! I mean, this, this See, that's is funny. at this point that is pretty. This amazing. is, I mean, this is so. This is so Nazi propaganda in style. Look at the guns are awesome, kids. Check it out. Are, is that a tarp? I want it. It could be. I'm not honestly sure. It looks vaguely. Like <laughs> Who wants a bullet? bullet? Come on. This, this, this I believe, is just a fun fact. Uh, this uh, the murderer here is the writer. This is also this is this is also interesting because, like you said, the the internet was just starting to get going. But the the, would you like to know more? Like the the everything being connected. Like this is this is like video Wikipedia, right? It it really is. It's it's kind of it's kind of hypertext, you know, kind of an early form. Um, I think there's a cameo here. I think Paul Paul Verhoeven's assistant or something. I think that's Paul Verhoeven's assistant here, or somebody's assistant from the production office in this scene. Okay, now here's here's one of the here's a bug shot. Now I I animated the cow's tail. I puppeteered it. It's an actual cow's tail. You see flipping out from behind there. Just (laughs) I puppeteered. It's an element we shot. And of course, the Mormons always get whacked. Wherever the Mormons go, shit happens. (laughs) Since the Mormons never get, they can go to any other planet. They don't get a break. Nothing. Nothing's good happens to Mormons. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of interesting controversy came up about that. One of the things is like people said, "When are we ever going to see the uncensored version of that shot?" You know, 
Well, I can, I'm here to tell you, there's no such thing as an uncensored <laughs> version of that shot. It was 1999. We were not able to do an on-screen dismemberment of a live cow. That was beyond <laughs> our technology. The whole point is that it's censored, so all so we had you to don't do, have to deal with all it. All we had right? to do was do flying blood and me literally waving a cow's, a, a dehydrated cow's tail as an element. Hey, and that's how we did guy, it. This guy. Clancy, I'm, it's I'm Clancy I'm Brown. this guy because Clan- he got a promotion from uh, the Shawshank prison. <laughs> exactly. Clancy Brown. This is, before, this is before he went to the island and was in the hatch on Lost. That's right. He's also a kick-ass voice actor. Oh, he totally, he's Mr. He's, uh, Krabs, Mr. Krabs from uh, SpongeBob and a thousand other things. Yeah. But but I, I worked with Clancy on Pet Cemetery 2, and there's a guilty pleasure that I hope we don't ever watch. <laughs> but I'd actually worked with Clancy before we did this movie. I'd worked with him just a few years before on Pet Cemetery 2. He's a, he's a large, large man. And, <laughs> he seems uh, like an awesome guy to hang out he, with. He's a, he's a, he's a tough guy, he's, but he's funny as hell. And, you know, he, he gets his jollies by, you know, pushing you around and seeing how much you'll put up with before you just go, fuck you, Clancy, you know, and fight <laughs> back. Um, but he's, uh, he's like, and that was the character he was playing in Pet Cemetery. He's playing a bully kind of guy, so he was absorbing a little bit of that. Really? He has great range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's hard to picture him playing a tough guy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. the, he's the freaking Kurgan for, from Highlander, for Pete's sake. That's what I always, oh, yeah, that's, that's what point. I associate him with all the time. I mean, when I worked with him, I was like, it's the Kurgan! I can't believe I can never remember. Well, he still don't know his name. Yeah. I know his name. Uh, Jake know Busey. His name. And Jake you know, Busey, that's right. We were at a, uh, a local event called Lucha Vavoom, which is basically burlesque and luchador wrestling. Don't ask. Okay. But it was funny because Chloe was like, hey, who's that guy that looks like Gary Busey's son? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's, that's Jake Busey. Yeah. Weird. Back to watching strippers. <laughs> you know, that's how it worked out. It's like, who's that guy that looks like Gary Busey's son? I'm like, oh, well, that's... Well, oh, it is. Jake Busey. That's, that's yeah, because he's That's Jay. fucking, uh, yeah, that's Gary Busey's son. That's weird that he has the same name and everything. But Clancy, yeah, Clancy was fun to, fun to hang out with. and, and, and uh, Fort Cronkite, tells, by the way. Interesting, interesting touch. Is that the, I'm sorry, is that the name of the, this Fort Cronkite. Right? Fort Cronkite is where she transferred from. Oh, okay. It's just interesting that they would... Uh, Name a fort after a newsman? <laughs> well, I think other people have been named Put Cronkite. Em Put him up. Put him up. Uh, Put him up. Uh, I'll beat you apart. Beat you with a hand tied behind my back. Bam. Ooh. Bam. That's. Oh. Fuck you. And now I'm hitting you in the head. You hit a girl. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's actually turned on right yeah. now. Wow, yeah, he had this look like that's how you do that's, it. That's, yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little afraid I'm totally for his girlfriend. Now. I'm, I'm giving her all I've got, Captain. I did that to her in high school. It was, uh, it was loads of fun. She dug that stuff. I can't look at Jake Busey without, without seeing him in his classic role in The Frighteners. That's what I was thinking of. It's the mass, Johnny Bartlett, the mass murderer from The Frighteners. I see him as contact guy with the long, that's, like, that's, yeah, that also is another one. The Nelson hair? yeah. Uh-oh. Who do you want speaking to your God for you? <laughs> Vega, man. <laughs> Vega. Vega. Another difference in uh, uh, in the book, Rico is a poor poor kid. Yeah. Not a rich kid. Yeah. And it's interesting, they, they actually made a, a cartoon show out of Starship Troopers that lasted oh so briefly. They did. Yeah, and I, it was, I know a lot of people that worked on it. Yeah. Starship Trooper Chronicles? Yeah. Something like Roughnecks. that, yeah. Roughnecks. Roughneck Chronicles, yeah. And it's like in that Rico is from the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, I like for- Eminem. 
It's, you got a hard life. With, they, between the three incarnations <laughs> of Starship Troopers, they managed mile. to hit the three different possibilities of the, like, he's on three different sides right? of the track. fucking wrong. Split the difference. And who cares? <laughs> I was in Frighteners. <laughs> My dad's Gary Busey. He's not as crazy as they say. I wouldn't believe that for a second. You know, this movie makes Actually, you think Ender's like, Game can't Gary be Busey is even crazier yeah, than what it says from all reports. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? This, game, this movie makes me think that Ender's Game can't be made. Ender's Game can be made. It can be made. I just don't want to see it. I'm not sure why. We just to wait until the first uh, on-orbit production facility is built. And then, then we can... Ooh. The enemy's gate is down. Genetically engineered children to act? <laughs> yeah, really. No. Now, I'll give you that. Uh, I think I'll the, I think the that, problem that, is much the, more... All that training stuff in the zero-G, whatever, that will be very interesting if someone can... I like this scene. Well, the technology can be done now because it can be CG'd pretty easy. I think the harder part of being faithful to the book is, yeah, is, is getting enough actors to actually be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, enough kids that can pull yeah. it off. Can pull yeah, I like up. his look. He's like, yeah, I know what's go. happening here. Three, two, one. Ow! <laughs> This is a tough training course, man. It's like outward bound, man. It's hard. The enemy cannot push a button <laughs> if he disable his hand. Not, coincidentally, neither can this guy anymore. What, All right, could he use his feet, sir? And this too, that's although, although played, Let's have a shower scene. This again, it's a tonal thing. Although play, now this is the famous shower scene. Um, although played tonally, this is it shows what tone, what tone a difference tone makes. This is the it, the book goes at great length as to how brutal the training process is mm-hmm. at this camp and how whippings and and floggings are you know that you actually do get physically injured and often killed in training in this in this in this uh, army. Um, so it's being faithful to the book again. It's the tone is just going. <laughs> he threw a knife in his hand and it's funny. Now this scene, I don't know if anyone if the the story of so this, this is, scene is, this is famous. Famous. This is a famous scene. I don't know if it's famous outside. Hey, of the, that's the, probably the guy who meant to play Johnny Rico. That's right. I was <laughs> cast for Johnny Rico, but they decided they wanted the Dutch guy instead. Um, the story goes that uh, that the actors were kind of like a little a little touchy about uh, you know doing this you know group nude scene, and they were just kind of you know having a hard time kind of getting into it. At which point, crazy crazy Paul, European Paul, goes, "Oh, you're all just a bunch of whiners," and, and then stripped to the buff and like, "Can we shoot this or not?" <laughs> <laughs> so to encourage. So encourage the actors to to not be squeamish about doing the scene. Nothing like uh, the an director insanely took old director. Voice. Just Paul just stripped down and just Which said, "Let's I, do this." I can't imagine see, seeing Paul Verhaven naked would make me more <laughs> willing would to make, do something. Inspire you to do anything. <laughs> but, it would uh, keep the wood level down, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Well, I think I think it probably would have the effect, the exact effect uh, that you'd want is, uh, you know, it would just make you go, oh, fuck, well, if he doesn't care, then I should. Yeah. I love the fact pretty. that Jake Busey's character plays the violin. I, Which makes Busey, perfect man. sense. He's Jake Busey. I, yeah, no, I know. I know. The thing I never got in movies like this is, and it's been there's been two examples of it so far that made me go, wait, that's not right, is that, A, it's supposed to be, in universe, I guess there's questions about the levels of meta in the in universe subject on this particular film. But in universe, this is just him setting up a camera, despite the fact that he looks beautiful and he's lit, all that stuff. And there's no attempt to make it look, even if there's going to be a fucking retarded like corner pinning and, and record and scan lines and all that shit that I always hate anyway. There's no attempt at that at all. And it's the same thing with the fonts. Whenever they do a thing where it's like, like whenever they go into the the in universe propaganda films, it doesn't look anything like film titles would be in that kind of a video. 
At least not based on what the audience knows about. Well, I don't know who actually did all the screen burn-ins. I know it wasn't Tippett Studio, so I know nothing about it. But you know, never underestimate the fact that they just might not have known or cared about <laughs> something like that. This this scene here, I, I remember this. Um, I don't want a really bad looking set. This sequence here um, yeah. was was in house. I've been was, on worse. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> was in the production. Uh, was called Carmen's Wild Ride, and it was farmed out. It was farmed out to ILM. This this it looks like Star Tours right there, but it does. Um, this one this one sequence is not ImageWorks. Uh, this this fly through is uh, it's totally it's totally Star Tours. Yeah. Is uh, is ILM? ILM did this one sequence here. And then there's like this sequence where you know she basically just. Flies and she does something. Pilot. Yeah, if this yeah. were real, she would never fly again. <laughs> yeah, they, would, yeah. they would revoke her license and never let her outside Mission of the tower. tower. Mm. No, the pattern is full. I thought that was a nice shot. That was kind of an mm-hmm. unusually fluid shot for for space shots in those days. Okay, I'm gonna puke. Wait, yeah, you're right. What do I recognize? If this was from? if this was a fucking like. Military establishment. Uh, yeah, the guy doing this would get shit canned. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, you don't do that shit. Come here, come here. Go well, away. Uh, well, come no on. I mean, flyer. bad it's liar. Like, hey, you ever seen like an elite the weapon movie? You know what happens when a cop shoots a guy? They have to fill out a lot of paperwork and shit. What <laughs> 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 a real life in a movie? They they oh, take it off the street. They take it off the street. Now the, the Roger Young. Now I worked at ImageWorks later, and for a while, the display object in the in the lobby was the full scale model of the Roger Young. It was like 12 feet long and it was beautiful. I loved walking by that thing every day because it was a fantastic model. Which, of course, we had nothing to do with, but it was nice to, nice to see. Captain that, Janeway, apparently. Is the- yeah, exactly. Hold on, I'm just going to check my email. <laughs> Boy, I have a friend request. Remember me? I'm not sweaty anymore. Don't sweat it. Are you are, are you Sam Seaborn? <laughs> he doesn't tell he's like I'm assistant to the communications officer. This this isn't the this isn't the thing with tribbles in it, right? Because his head looks like it's being attacked by one. <laughs> <laughs> it does it does kind of have that vibe. It's really awful hair. Xander. That's all I have. Xander Barkalow. <laughs> That's like the 3D equivalent of a comb-over, man. <laughs> Instead of just sliding it over, he's poking it in your face. Yeah. It's a procedural exactly. comb-over. Exactly. They're going to convert this to stereoscopic, and the hair is going to come right at it's you. It's going to come right out of the screen. It's like it comes right out of the screen. It is a 3D right. comb-over. Now, this is where she's going to... I wish they'd done more in the, uh, like they did in Galaxy Quest than uh-huh. taking her out of the grind along the... <laughs> wow. Is that CG? Uh, probably not. The, 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 ropes, the, the like, tubes are. The tubes are. The tubes probably are. The whole thing might be. Oh, but, God. But, you know, the Roger. The Roger now, see, what was the point of that? Just to be flashy. Because she's a hot pilot. She's a hot dog. She's a hot dog. Again, kind of an oddly shaped ship. Not having been intimately involved in the... Nope. Here we go. They do do it. That's right. They do. She no, does. no, no. She clears it. She but did. in that shot, they she's do the clearly shot. not going yeah, to make they, it. She grinds it. Like, don't let the chick fly the battleship. What, is, what the hell? Yeah, again. Yeah, she's. that's the kind of person we want in our military. 
<laughs> I cut the corner. You're close cut. You're a loose cannon cadet. Whatever you got, spunk. I'm promoting you to major. She's the best. One near miss after another. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Yeah. Later, of course, she's gonna oh, crash cool a couple of spaceships, Yay. so it's, it's gonna pay yeah, off. You know, she's it's such an amazing pilot. She keeps avoiding all of these near disasters yeah. that she creates. I don't know how she managed to avoid hitting the moon. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she flew normally. <laughs> we wouldn't have to keep coming out of and being impressed by the really? problems that she created. <laughs> so, so I was going to say, I, I don't know where the cutoff is if there's you know lots of digital Roger Youngs in this as well, but I know it's, you know, a lot of it is miniature. Wow, that's cool. A lot of it is uh, like model and miniature. gratuitous. Brian, that's how space works. gratuitous. Everything here is gratuitous. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've learned that's the point of this. <laughs> Laser tag's awesome. Dude, I wish laser tag was like this. <laughs> <laughs> like well, half, the, half the time you shoot a guy, he doesn't even know it. He'd yeah. know it. Or he just refuses to fall over. Exactly. Give him a good tase. Now, of course, we, you know, it doesn't matter what movie you're in. No one, no one will ever do appropriately invisible lasers ever just because it's just not cool to watch <laughs> in a movie. Yeah. And now, so we've got the red team here and the blue team here, but over the next course over, you've got the purple team, which is trying to hunt down Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> That's right, exactly. That was Beyond, a very subtle past that is, reference. And very, well, yeah. And past that, of course, is oh. Stormtrooper Academy, where they learn to not hit anything when they That's shoot. right. That's right. <laughs> Jesus, you prick. Johnny Rico. Does it still count if he uses another team's weapon? Isn't yeah. he? Yeah, you would think that, well, friendly fire. Well, it fire. depends on whether oh, you turn friendly fire on or not. they just need the friggin' flag and it's okay. That's right, see? You'd think you'd need to get it somewhere else. Supposed to just there. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like only half the point. So what military objective will we be taking flags from the bugs exactly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bugs love their flags. <laughs> Take have a bug's you, flag, he is pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Have you ever seen the red versus blue bit where the one guy questions the fact that <laughs> why do we keep going after these flags? <laughs> it makes perfect sense to me, though. Oh. Brian? He's that? not talking to you. Oh. <laughs> Did you get all lost in Casper Van Dien yeah. there all of a sudden? It's I got, easy to I got do. lost in his jawline. <laughs> His jawline just started to... Whoa. Whoa. Oh, oh my whoa. God. What did oh, you do? I just fucked that up. Nope. Did, it, did we kill it or did we lose the visual? I we? believe we killed it. Oh. Which is going to be kind of hard to fix. Did we kill it? Well, I'm over I, it. Well, I know exactly... <laughs> I, dun, 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 dun. I know exactly where we stopped, so if we just do a marking moment, you can probably pull it up in editing. Oh, no, it's still playing. I just changed the channel. Oh, for heaven's sake. Shut up, Trey. Oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Oh, now you've ruined it. Start again. So it's just when the guy walked in and said, mail call. Shizumi. Are we watching AV or Chuan? <laughs> watching side. Mm. I'm watching what? Side. There it is. Oh, guys. Side. Side's bitching. Yeah. We're back. Did should, we, uh, should we go back? Does, does it appear what? that we... You gotta go back to this. This is the mail you got, so you can go back a few seconds. Well, I mean, are they... Is the, is the file still in sync? Files. Well, I mean, if, 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 if we continue to play us talking about how we're not watching the movie anymore, then we are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't seen this movie in eight years. Like I said, I know when it stopped. We had, we I know when the picture went away, error, but now we're back. This. We had a technical Sorry, error. Sorry, everybody, for but I think we actually didn't to listen to pause that. the movie. So you should have just listened right through that. Yeah. We're professionals, but not at this. Yeah, but not so much. She's saying, I'm sorry. He's looking like he doesn't give a shit. She's sitting in front of Jupiter. An interplanetary Dear Rico <laughs> Yes, yes, dear John. Oh, did she, did she fall in love with the she other guy? She fell in love with the punky hates. guy who's not 10,000 light punky. years away. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I, I, would, I would stick with Casper Van I'm sorry. Personally. I'm sorry, Chewie. I didn't want to mean to speak for you. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. But me, me, I'd go for Xander if that was. If those are, if those, if those are my options, I'd go with Xander myself. But that's just me. I'm just saying. Really, I take Jake Busey. Really, we're learning yeah. a lot about each other. That that I, that's some teeth. What do you? Think? <laughs> that's all I can. I've say. got a thing for teeth. What can I say? Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Not with that hair, though. Never with that hair. I couldn't go for. Jake Why are they friends hair. now? Because uh, he beat him, so he respects him. Ah. Plus, he's so high right now. <laughs> <laughs> now we're about to have some good, tasty gore here. Mm-hmm. As soon as you hear live ammunition, you know you're in for something in a Paul Verhoeven yeah. movie. The, um, the story goes, and it may be apocryphal. I know it actually happened, whether it's accurate or not. Um, the big scene later on in the movie is uh, on what's called Planet P, because they'd stopped naming planets. It's, I think it's even mentioned in the movie that they, they just ran out of names. They didn't care about naming, so it's just called Planet P. <laughs> um, and it's the big siege, just the big fort siege scene with the massive bug attack. And it's just, it's just gunplay constantly. And um, the story went that, that uh, they said this, whether this was just publicity or not, they said that the movie at, this movie at the time uh, used more blank rounds than any movie ever made in Hollywood <laughs> history. Um, and then Phil, Phil, actually came, Phil actually was on the set supervising bug stuff on the set. And when he came back, he told a story about how Paul, one day they ran, they ran out of ammo while they were shooting. They just ran out of all of their ammo. And they were shooting in the middle of nowhere in Montana or something, that location. Oh, sorry. Sorry, it's a Verhoeven film. That had to happen. So they, 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 ran, out of, uh, they ran out of ammo. Yeah, yeah, I think a medical patch them right up. Just put a Band-Aid on that. Governor, Undertaker. Anyway, they ran out of ammo, and Paul, uh, according to Phil, who was an eyewitness, threw a famous fit in which he said the famous words, how can you make a movie without bullets? (laughs) So here comes the, right out of the book, the flogging scene. Yep. Faithful to the book. Of course, they probably, you know, in the book it wasn't a musical, but uh, (laughs) like it is here. But that's all right. Well, he and wanted to guy, win, so I guess I understand. Yeah. Of course was, he did. It was a really tough game. So and this chick is going back to the 80s where she belongs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to Saved by the Bell. Oh, because oh, she's the one who shot the guy. There she goes. Yeah. I like the drop ships that they had there. You have a little glimpse of them there. You see them. I, I love all the, the spaceship designs. Clancy Brown does not look unlike Nathan Fillion. He's just like this weird kind of... Giant version. He of does. It. He's like he's like an acromegaly version of Nathan Fillion. <laughs> now that's an interesting comparison. He really doesn't look unlike him. I keep thinking that it's him in like random passing shots. All right, there we go. Tiny, tiny Those nipples. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Tiny, tiny nipples, good or bad? Round the room, go. <laughs> go flight. <laughs> oh, Brian says go for tiny nipples. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we got a tiny nipple bondage scene. How about that? 
Go flight. Go oh, flight. I, I love science fiction. <laughs> we're going flight. I know. <laughs> they make everyone watch. Oh yeah. Yep. Why? What's the point otherwise? <laughs> the beatings will Bump. continue yeah, until, until morale improves. Bump. 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 We're just kidding. None of us like that guy anyway. We're kidding. That's a lot of lashes. <laughs> yeah, ten. I wonder if they're trying to emphasize that. <laughs> Indiana Jones just shoots the guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yang. Yeah, ten lashes properly applied is at least like a death sentence. So presumably they just painted the tip of the whip, right? I think the well, first shot looked like it was opening his skin up. It looked yeah. really good. I'm I'm not sure, quite honestly. Uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Yeager uh, did the makeup makeup effects. So there's a lot of crossover between ADI doing the practical bugs and Kevin Yeager doing the gore and the blood and the bodies and things like that. I mean, Kevin Yeager did a lot of exploding heads, like that guy earlier who got shot and so on. Look out! Like Car- Carmen's, Carmen's operating the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Carmen! Now, this is the scene. This is the scene I mentioned earlier, that while we were in production, the only of anything of this movie I saw that wasn't one of our own bug attack sequences was this scene, because they accidentally sent us the dailies from editorial down in L.A., so, so imagine my reaction. I'm watching this like space 90210 sequence going, this is what the rest of the movie is like? <laughs> These two yahoos on the bridge of a ship flirting? What the hell? It's like, this can't be the same movie, can it? Now, was it edited this way or was it? Uh, no, it was it was the dailies. So we got to see all the bad performances. Oh, just I mean, we, we had you to mean watch Denise Richardson's bad take. This is the good. These are the good takes. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, I got no qualms to get Denise Richardson. I mean, you know, she's kind of like, you know, doesn't have a lot to work with in this movie. She is what she is. And, yeah. And she's yeah. a very pretty girl. And we have to oh, yes. know, give her points for that. But we were watching this. That, that, and then, of course, when we saw when we saw it, of course, it was it was meant to go to Imageworks to have all the graphics and the windows done. Um, outside the windows is all just green screen. So I said at the time when I saw this without any effects on it, I said, okay, just seeing in context and kind of seeing how the take progressed and saying, kind of getting a sense of what the scene was probably going to be when it was cut together. I said, okay, I hope, I hope to God the one thing is that this is not going to happen in this scene. And, of course, that's exactly what does happen in this scene. And that is this, this little tete-a-tete they're having gets interrupted when the scanners start going crazy saying there's some massive object inbound and she's looking at the screen and she's looking at the screen and going, it says here that it's a gravity field of a blah, 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 blah. And then in our, the dailies we were looking at, the camera whip pans up to empty green nothingness. And I said, okay, please, God, tell me that this doesn't go from her going, looking at a screen, going, there's a massive object inbound to her looking up to see a massive <laughs> object inbound. Because if you can see the damn thing, why do you need the screen? <laughs> what is the point of a scanner that tells you something that you can see right outside your window is coming at you? Yes, the point of an alarm is to tell you yeah. before you can yeah, see it outside the like, window. See, there you go. It's like it says here there's a fuck. There it is. <laughs> I don't understand. What is this even for? <laughs> Why don't we just have guys looking out the window? <laughs> so, see, this is where we see Carmen's, you know, crazy, wacky flying skills come in handy. Which consists of consists of down. turning. 
And even then, she's going to lose a hunk of the ship. Which we always used to joke that that's where the nursery on the ship was. Yeah, exactly. Because they're like, good job, you saved the ship. All except the infants and five-year-olds. Oh, 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 that's going to leave a mark. You're not going to get your deposit back. Yeah, I don't think this. I think they need to get uh, different scanners on this thing. They seem like they're really relieved. Yeah, presumably at least a thousand people were in that <laughs> yeah. box. Ah, and little screams. Ah! I like that little look they had. They're like, "Carmen, it's you okay. bitch!" It, it, this, it's a Unix. System. Maybe if you weren't flirting with your boyfriend, and you were looking out the goddamn window. You would have seen there's a bad cop. Interesting yeah, example of block <laughs> levels. I wow. wow. Dun dun dun. Have a flight team. What I else? crashed into <laughs> yeah. a rock. You hit the one rock <laughs> in exactly. space. Why are you approving of this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were saying earlier. It's like, wow, that's a Carmen almost completely got us out unscathed of that mess she got us into. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how she can almost lose the ship and then not quite because. <laughs> and then it gets promoted for it. <laughs> not, man, Nazis are forgiving. Nazis, yeah. That's that's how it worked with Nazis and, and with. Uh, really? I, I, for some reason, I thought they'd be like more mad. They seem pretty, pretty excited. Well, like, don't fail me again. Uh, <laughs> Commander, I will only Commander. allow four President. or five more mistakes like oh. this before I get serious. And then you're on notice. Now, of course, here comes the big turning point. Because, again, it's like, plot-wise, I certainly have an issue with it, and it's, it's certainly not... It is apparently that big space potato that Carmen just plowed into, you know, is, is on its way to Earth. Where it's, you think that it, having just seen it and, you know, having been right next to it out in deep space, that they probably could have done something about the giant rock that was heading toward Earth. And it's not like over interstellar distances they wouldn't have, oh, I don't know, 150,000 years worth of warning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, well, Carmen, if you're so good at, you know, getting close to the rock, why don't you just, like, put the rock you're up against it and give it a little nudge and, Yeah. you know, send that bad boy to Saturn for us, why don't you? AT&T Global Communications. Yeah. AT&T sucks even in the future. <laughs> I swear to even God. In the future, nothing works. I'm switching to Verizon. Verizon was eaten by bugs. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's lost Verizon. <laughs> you know, Verizon appears to be an amalgam of the words horizon and vertical, mm. which is meaningless. <laughs> well, there was wow. a band called Vertical Horizon. Yeah, there you go. Whose songs were also meaningless. <laughs> but I did like some of them. You I will Verizon give you that. Verizon spun off from them. <laughs> Is there a connection? <laughs> now, of course, here's well, the... Vertical Horizon did not take my calls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> does Verizon, oh. so. By um, the way, ha- having done too many of those in my life. Those things suck. <laughs> but does holding right. gun over your head? No, 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 no. The other one where you, oh, like, squat, you do like a the, jumping jack the and squat then you, thrust, you squat yeah. down and then you do a push up and then you do a squat up. Yeah. Oh yeah, those suck. It's yeah. like five exercises in a row. They're, they're inclined. They're inclined to make you grateful when you're in a foxhole being shot at. You know, thank yeah. God I'm not back at basic, man. Yeah, pretty much. So here we go. The, the end of Lethal Weapon Five coming <laughs> soon. <laughs> this time it's personal. Weren't they? Weren't <laughs> they whacked us good? They whacked me right back. They in the whacked 50s. me. They whacked me twice after prom. 
weren't weren't they already at war with the bugs over meteors? No. How is this new? They they weren't. It was That's like the, a Cold War kind of thing. Yeah, it was like oh. a Cold War that they're. It's they're like, oh boy, if they send another rock at us. You don't even know. <laughs> that's right. One more rock, and that's it. We're pissed. So, Buenos Aires. Now, of course, all these people look and sound just like they're from Buenos Aires. Yeah. So, that makes perfect sense. So, the good news is, if, if that's what you're interested in, is now that all this crap is out of the way, the rest of it's going to be lots of spaceships blowing up and bugs tearing people apart. So, oh, oh good. So, so, there you go. So, so, you they, go. Uh, so they actually managed to successfully Man, they're land dying a- at a pretty linear rate. Yeah. Yeah. They managed to successfully impact Zim. an alien rock. Oh God, is that Invader Zim? On Earth. And yet they only send one big enough to blow up a city. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're going to do that and you're going to do it successfully, that's right. make it a little bigger and wipe all of them out. Well, now, of course, you're, now of course you're touching on the, the secret hidden agenda of this movie. You know, let's see if you can spot it or not. But. Mm. Do you think this is the best venue for us to try to figure out a subtlety? <laughs> well, really? You, I think I think the clues are there, and if if not, then at the end I'll I'll reveal the I'll reveal the secret. But um, oh, okay, good. But, uh, but Brian 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 got you know he asked a pertinent question there. It was like, well, wait a minute, you know, and uh, <laughs> it was you both asked a pertinent question. You said, wait a minute, from it came from you know interstellar space, and it took less than one hundred fifty thousand years to get here. And if you're going to go to that trouble, why not send one that's a couple of miles bigger? Yeah, <laughs> and just take out the whole human the race. But. War! George Lucas loved that scene. Yeah. Right <laughs> well, it needed the extra. That's oh no, they, just, they destroyed Capitol Records. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very modern Lutheran church. <laughs> Dead dog. <laughs> that's, that's John Davison, the producer. Also a producer of Robocop. <clears throat> Sky Marshal denies. My podium talks in a nice spot. I did not have sex <laughs> with that woman, with that bug. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that bug, Miss Lewinsky. <laughs> Dude. It depends on what your definition of bug is. <laughs> here's another one of our uh, here's another one of our little quickie shots with a bug. Hey, it's him. Ow. Those were always tough shots to do where the bugs had to flail because that's mm-hmm. the geometry so, and a lot of penetration, you know, floor penetration stuff is very hard to do. This was Softimage? Uh, yep, Softimage. You guys rendered it and everything, right? Like the, the, the we, we had, we had render the man whole, for rendering. Whole, huh. This this is a, a very rare thing that where they are actually crushing cockroaches on on screen. In a I was going to ask that. Is that it's actual cockroach killing? Which so is, is there not up, the man. Humane Society logo at the I end? Forget, I forget how they got away with it, if they just kind of went for it or uh, or what. But I, I think – or or I don't know if the Humane Society draws the line. And, ah, fuck cockroaches. Cockroaches. They're fuck not it. cute. Fuck cock- – yeah. They don't have big brown puppy eyes. Look at you. Go ahead, step on him, crush We should keep our eyes open for that, then. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of fucked up. All right, kids, <laughs> kill all those. <laughs> yeah, it's for a movie. Okay. That's like a, that's an execution, man. <laughs> it totally is. Well, I mean, the weirdest story I've ever, <laughs> I've read this, while we're, while we're waiting for some, some action here, um, in uh, uh, Lethal, not Lethal Weapon, uh, Naked Gun. The Naked Gun, was Naked Gun 33 and a third, there was all kind of like about ecology, and uh, you know, sort of like uh, the environment. Um, there was a there was a whole scene in, in Naked Gun that was cut that was never shown in the final film. 
um, one of the Naked Gun movies, and it was about a machine that cleaned oil off of ducks. And, and so it was about this machine, and the joke was this Drebin's walking past. You see this machine in the background where these ducks on a conveyor belt are going into this, like, big machine that kind of chugs and, and vibrates. And, and oil-covered ducks go in, and clean, happy ducks come out the other side. Um, it was determined that there was no way to put any kind of fake oil simulation on a live duck that wasn't cruel to a duck in some form or another. So it was determined that they would get animatronic ducks. You know, they would just make fake ducks and cover them with the fake oil. And real ducks would come out. And then they would have real ducks come out the far side. So they farmed out the making of the animatronic fake ducks to a creature company, which I happen to be associated with. I didn't work on the project, but I know about them. And the creature company got an order to make 20, 30 animatronic photoreal ducks, which they achieved by going to a slaughterhouse and having 30 ducks killed and then putting their skins onto animatronic armatures. So, thanks to the good graces of the ASPCA, 30 ducks lost their lives to avoid cruelty to ducks. <laughs> oh my God. That's wonderful. So, it just goes to show that sometimes our best intentions, you know, it's like, and the guy said that the worst part was that they had the ducks butchered or whatever they did to have the skins removed and they kept, they, 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 kept the heads just in case they wanted those and they had those in the freezer so if you open up the freezer in the shop there'd be 30 duck heads looking back out at you going I would have liked to have been covered with fake oil I would so have preferred that I could have gotten my SAG card (laughs) than being beheaded and left in your freezer barrel of Duck vaginas. Yeah, he says. Scoop in it. Can we possibly dominate a species more any than more than that? More than their vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> the ducks are even like, shit. Yeah, dude. dude. That's, that's harsh. You win. <laughs> okay. I didn't want to have the duck vaginas because God forbid I should like them. You got that little Big Brother image going on up there? You see that? Oh, yeah. You see, again, the, 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 the hardcore... Bring, high- bringing the, the Muay Thai early on. Yeah. yeah. The hardcore Highline the fans the hardcore Highline fans were looking at this stuff going, Hey, wait a minute. They're saying that a military-run society is, is fascism. It's like, well, uh, all right. <laughs> is, yeah. isn't it? Wasn't Highline kind of a hardline you, kind of military guy? Yeah. You know, I guess... You know, you can quibble about the details, and God knows they do. Let's go on the Internet and find those people. I'm sure they're still talking about it. But, um, you know, I think uh, I want a laser tattoo machine. That's, that's, that's awesome. pretty That's pretty fast. Yeah. That looks smoke element looks pretty crappy. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not one of ours. Can't say who did that. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, well, one, we're I all going to fight. One of us is going to win. I Brian, love, can we just, love, love can we just start fighters. doing, like, for the camera meta jokes to things that don't have a camera? Oh, I, yeah. No, <laughs> I, like, can we do, like, a la-ha like, take just at someone? You mean, like, do a pose to to framed for a yeah, camera yeah. that isn't actually there in real life? Not but like I, a Trey Stokes movie looks at wall. I, I mug at imaginary <laughs> cameras for the eventual movie about my life. Okay, there you go. Exactly. So when they make a movie this about a my life, story. it will yeah. break the fourth wall. What's weird is when we do this uh, in the movie, the fifth wall, it's man. exactly what Brian Ooh. used to do. This is Gerald Ford's son. Really? <laughs> it's, it's one of the Ford sons. It's, he looks like him. I yeah. Can, yeah, I was going to say, I can totally see Look that. Look at you, sir. Now, this is I, like, the, now I like the, I like the whole dropship sequence. Sony was kicking some ass on this stuff. This, this whole is, this sequence? This is good stuff. I understand it's fascist, and I understand it's satire. But it makes you want to go kill bugs, like doesn't it? it? 
but fuck, I want to kill bugs. <laughs> it makes you want to go fucking kill bugs, and that's what it's all about. And the music is great too. Polydorus is great. I love this. This I have this soundtrack, and it's just this whole "They're going to die." It's just get that heroic but doomed tone to it. They're all going to die for noble cause. <laughs> bugs. Like they're delivering refrigeration units. <laughs> FedEx, 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 FedEx. It's like that pod service, yeah. you know? Pods. They're moving a whole Horrible bunch of people. Horrible storage. Uh, apartments. It'll be random and light. Yeah, three, two, one. Guess what? Where'd you get that? Are you just coming that? I think you're just saying <laughs> just that. Saying I don't know right now. You're just making it up. Just pulling numbers out of your ass, Jerry. This is a lot more serious than you just said. (laughs) Yeah. This is fun stuff. Wow, cool. This is some fun stuff. Wow, I was just turned into a solid performance. That was fucking... (laughs) (laughs) He sneezed. No one said bless you. (laughs) And he just lost his mind. Fuck? Yeah. Wait, wait, what? What are we watching? I missed there's a little, something. There's a little bit of an homage to the alien dropship sequence here. We have to admit bit. it. A little bit of a vibe there, but, you know, it's kind of hard to not do it. But we have more aliens than they did. Now, the I don't know. Is this the, is this the scene where the, the ships start colliding? I guess so. The, yep. Some really, again, this models, beautiful model work going on. Scott Anderson was a supervisor of it. Are they are they comping in the fire or is that actually on the thing? There's a little of everything going on. And these these ships even they have like lead parts in their models so they actually can grind into each other. This right here is something I think that the Battlestar Galactica missed out is the sense that when things this big and massive hit each other they don't kind of go thunk, they just grind into each other, just continue. When when Galactica impacts the mothership, I thought that yeah. was they didn't do that right at all. Yeah. I didn't buy that at Which all. Which the thing is it just kind of shattered and stuck in and it was like they would just crush into each other and just keep on going. When, um, well, I think there's actually people I would spoil this for, <laughs> so I'll be vague, but there's a, there's an earlier collision in one of the seasons of Battlestar that I think they nail better, but yeah, in the finale, I, I agree with you. That, that there, by the way, was, for its time, was one of the earliest times we ever did one of those, like, replacements where you had I was about a, a to digital say, shot that, come in. Did drop. anyone else notice that, that was cool? Yeah, that's right. Well, hopefully, Am yeah. I the only asshole that thinks that was the most badass yeah. effect shot so these far? Are, these are, this is all, you know, from it's the... real, right? From, right? Well, the guys are real, but everything above their heads is, is all okay. digital. I feel those people aren't really deep. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, okay. that's all practical. It's like... That, Shot like this, we wouldn't. We didn't have the technology to like double up multiple layers of, George of Lucas guys. Ah, uh, here we go. Is the wow? All right. Is the plasma bugs? So shit. I'm, wow. We had to. We had to. We had to fight to. I, these plasma bugs were a bitch to to get right. You know. So Mike, do you have any uh, shit to talk so far? <laughs> you haven't really talked a lot of shit. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm. As opposed to Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this! Yeah. Well, <laughs> Fuck I'm, I'm rewatching the movie, it, and it's it's more interesting yeah. than I than this, I remember. This, this explosion here, I I, I I I was a real I was Mister like gravity doesn't work like that badass guy. So the chunks fly out of this. Uh, I I argued tremendously about the chunks. Yeah, they kind of fly straight there, don't they? Well, they, yeah, I won half that battle. You should have seen what it almost was looking like. But uh, <laughs> it's an alien planet. There's different gravity. So how long yeah. how long uh-huh. did it take to uh, kick out a shot? 
and not it like varied not- for shot. There's some. There's some. Some of these shots are simpler. There's some shots where we've got a hundred thousand bugs in them that we spent literally the entire movie trying to get one shot. One of these. Some of these shots done. Um, I mean, we, did you we have tried like, we like tr- a lighting rig for every shot, and you just like kind of bring a tweak. And Pretty much, knock yeah. It out. You know, we had we had standard, of course, warrior bug models. That was the bulk of what was going on. This is uh, is it this scene. I don't think it's this scene. I think it's a different scene. It might be this scene. There's a scene where someone gets grabbed and and, and a bunch of bugs jump on him and dismember him. That um, yeah, here we go. So like a shot like this early on almost killed us trying to animate that many bugs, and this is nothing compared to what happens next. A shot like this, I would like divide up often among animators. So like, and sometimes there's one bug you're watching, and I animated all the other bugs in the shot that you're not looking at because who cared? So I would just kind of knock, throw some bugs in there, and go, oh, okay. As long as no one's looking at those, it's not the featured bug, then that's fine. But someone gets, someone gets, yeah, this guy here. Now he he gets grabbed and and set upon by a bunch of bugs and pulled apart. And you have to look because the bugs are pulling pieces off and flinging them. Like he's already lost a leg. Okay. But look at the pieces because they, they throw up in the air. They throw up in like four more legs and two torsos. They keep – there's more parts than there is guy. <laughs> and again, that was the scene where I said, you know, they said we've run out of parts. I mean the bugs have thrown up three pieces of guy. Here, this is it. And now look at this. There's a big chunk just went up. That, okay, there goes a leg, there goes an arm, there goes another arm. <laughs> How many guys is that guy? <laughs> this girl goes into the basement. Bye. This was a fun shot. This, this shot also, the plate of her for this, we did endless versions of comedy dailies of this shot. There were 10,000 comedy versions of that. I did one for Christmas once. <laughs> it was all a Santa theme, and she was being pulled into Santa's castle. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sick man, Trace. Oh, we had we saw the comedy dailies at visual effects companies are the best dailies. People do the most outrageous stuff, and only rarely just do they agree to put that stuff on a DVD. I mean, these were fun shots to do because again, like there's a guy who's falling down. We we're talking about there's a guy falling down in the background. You had to kind of figure out what the bug did to make him do that. Hmm. And now we're seeing the way we started, but we're seeing it from omniscient perspective. We have to snap the guy in half again. So that's a relatively professional cameraman, though. I gotta say, he's good. He's on it. Man. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> he's gonna keep shooting. He used to work for hard copy. He's seen it all. <laughs> I'm going to show my teeth to your life. Wait, wait. Ghost. Get out of here like- now. Use take two. <laughs> <laughs> now, they did, a, uh, they did a LIDAR scan of this entire canyon, and then, so our, our, all of our match moves were based on one giant terrain model of, of this entire oh, place. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. yeah. I was. I loved doing that scene. <laughs> that, that again was the scene where I was Mr. Gravity because the the way that that body flew through the air. I was like, no, no. Here's how it actually happens, and I actually plotted a real gravity curve on it because I was the only guy who would do gravity by formula. And I kept going, gravity is a constant. You can you can. I'll, let me write you an expression for gravity because because. <laughs> Computer graphics, you know, they hadn't gotten that far in computer graphics software to go, wait a minute, gravity should have its own formula because it's a constant. So I would like, I had to write expressions for gravity and I wrote things as like, okay. Like every time? Yeah. So, Jeez. you know, it's the same, well, fortunately it's the same, wow. same expression. But, um, but I invent like the, when there's chips flying, I wrote little 
things that I called grenades. They were little digital devices that the animator just said, explode here now, and the chips could fly and they could do the chips, but they couldn't turn off the gravity. The gravity would work like gravity. They could, they, I said, if you, want the, if you want the chip to land in a certain place, you have to throw it the right speed because mm-hmm. gravity will you know, well, take it somewhere else if you don't. So, Now, did you give this planet... 1G, or did you give it a slightly different... Everything was always 1G, because clearly the actors are all moving around in 1G, so there was no point in trying to get tricky with that stuff. Give them a slightly different G. Well, but they're clearly not, so, I mean, we talked about that at the time. It's like, they're clearly in what is exactly close to 1G. It would make sense for the chips to be visibly different than 1G. But you can see those in uh, you can see those all over the place, and it gets worse and worse as we go. That there's little chips flying off the bugs. Those are a lot of times a combination of elements, and and then my things uh, called that I called grenades, which are these little these little bug parts <laughs> that literally you could give them a vector and go, they explode that away. <laughs> but gravity was automatic, and they would rain down anywhere else. And right after, right at that same point, the company did a picked up a quick scene from Armageddon that was called the Rock Storm, which is when the giant rock almost takes everybody out just before they detonate the nuke okay. in Armageddon, yeah, yeah. the big boulder. I didn't know. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm spoiling a big thing about Armageddon. It's about rocks flying at people. Um, and that, that one sequence, Tippett picked up that. It was called the Rockstorm sequence, that one little sequence in Armageddon. And, uh, and the grenades are in that. That's a lot of rocks flying all over the place. Even though that's, you know, again, that shouldn't be Earth gravity, but clearly the way they're walking around it is. So, so who cares? I care. Anytime they're going to go out and like pronounce numbers in a movie with military background, they they put in a nine so they can say niner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then you Which, sound all military. Yeah. Why do they say five? Because you can't well, say fiver. Fiver. It's weird. It's like a dollar. It's it's actually funny because the, the way that works in it actually goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, niner, and zero. But even in the actual military, everybody only ever says Niner, and they just say one, two, three, four, five. Where, what was the the genesis of tree, fife, and whatever it's just, the hell? It's for some for it to it sounds clearer, probably. Yeah, it's just for a clearer communications. Even though, f- what sense it makes with three and five, I don't know because I don't know what their other things <laughs> they sound like. <laughs> tree, they sound or what like niner. tree and fife, actually. Yeah. What it's, if you have to talk about a fife while yeah. you're bombing? Well, the, the, the Army's tree and fife corps uh, was really <laughs> up in arms about that for a long time. And the and their old, uh, you know, 49er. Yeah, it was just the, the old 49er well. down by the creek. He was really upset. So here, for those who care about the plot, they've, they've <laughs> it's been yes, assumed it's, that uh, Johnny Rico's dead, even explained. though he's actually in the back to tank. Back to and they've never explained how he uh, He's carrying how he twins. comes back. Well, it's, it's just it's a clerical error. He was never dead. He was but, just, well, they, they he gets wow, that's really cool. He gets stabbed. Stem he cells. gets left behind. Yeah. No, that wouldn't have been us. That was uh, either ImageWorks or some some third party. Frank. Yeah, got him. Frank did that out behind the dumpster <laughs> one afternoon. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. God, Wait, what? So cool. <laughs> You're an organ donor. We're going to take your corneas in a second. Dude, just wanted you to three see more this days. before you're blind. You know, if I'm yeah. stuck in there three more days, I don't appreciate you waking me up. Yeah, it's also going to be a it's also like, or something. Couldn't, couldn't my legs sit in the tank and the rest of me be above a little bit? A little bit? 
How does this system work exactly? You think they they might have plugged his nose too? Because yeah, that seems dangerous. Up, trying to breathe in. Yeah, that seems. It's, it's not really well. You know, it's not well thought out. Now is this Planet P <laughs> or is this Clanathu? Uh, was the route that they just went through? No, yeah, because what they did at first was try to invade the home planet, which is Clandathu, and now they're going to. That's planet right. Now they've gone. If you're going to wipe out the outlying planets yeah. first, that's right. Their home planet of Clandathu. So I guess this is this is then planet P. Is this Tango? Is, there's Tango. Does Tango Urilla? Is this Tango Urilla? There's Tango, Urilla, Planet P, and Clendathu. Michael and I have no idea what you guys are saying. Those, those are the planets. Clendathu is the planet. Those are the planets they talked about that. No, so I know far. that. They're all planets. I was just trying to think if this is Tango. If the second planet is planet P, planet P is the big is the big fortress scene. I'm trying to think is this is this is going to be Tango, Urilla, which is where they. Yeah, this is where they. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, You're right. they, this is the carpet bombing one. So Tango, yeah, Tango Urilla is where they, they go, hey, wait a minute. We have air support. Hold up. <laughs> Maybe we can do something with that. What do you say? Who is it? And you know what? It would be awesome. This is a really good idea. What if it's the guy from the first? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I haven't turned in my term paper yet. He's going to be pissed. Hoorah. Do you really get me? Because a lot yeah, of my girlfriends. A lot of people don't get me. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a really dry sense of humor. Yeah, a lot exactly. of people pretend they Some get people, it, but they don't. Yeah, people <laughs> pretend they get me, but I find out later they didn't get me at all. I didn't say I was going to shoot you if you didn't get so me. So here we go. This, <laughs> we're, coming up, we're coming up on what, what, what I always called the Wild Kingdom shot. Fleet glass of the planet, MI wops up. Carry on and cut to the bug. So this is one of the nastier shots that we had to do. And, and again, all the animators did various bits and pieces. An animator named Mark, this little, this little, hey, fuck, hey, fuck you. He just sort of improvised that and everyone loved it, so we kept it. Um, and then there's a whole thing going on here with procedure, these fighters. procedural animation where the bugs go from running to screaming and ow, I'm being burned up bugs. And it's all procedural, but they all had to be animated. And I did a lot of the animation on the owie bugs. It was just a huge nightmare, technically, to try and get this to work. If but. only there had been Massive. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> we basically invented Massive before there was Massive going, boy, someone should really write some software that does this. <laughs> we were using, actually, it was Dynamation. It was, we were using particle systems, and just the tech, the tech guys were just banging on it with virtual hammers to get it to animate bugs. It was mostly a copying paste solution in that case. Not when you have ten thousand bugs to do, no. Wow. So, I would think that's exactly the time to turn it into a copy and paste solution. <laughs> actually, well, it's again. This is nineteen ninety nine. You know, we 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 had a terabyte of disk space. Yeah. And it was a big deal. You paste nothing. <laughs> exactly. You paste nothing. You paste nothing, my friend, and like it. So. No, we had to we had to strip the bugs down and, and make them like the lowest possible poly count so we could handle that many bugs because it was it was maxing out. We couldn't fully animate more than four bugs in a scene with the computers we had at the time. So, yeah, but on the bright side, I mean, you, with Starship Troopers, you managed to double the amount of work, the amount of screen time for the amount of work you did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen Starship Troopers two? 
No, I haven't. Uh, well, and what was sad though is that well, I've, I went to the set and saw visited Phil. They were when I went back to the studio when they were doing Starship Troopers doing the post. They had a bunch of kids that they hired from like some local school who were using exactly the same models that they pulled out of out of the you know the files that we used for this movie and had to use SGI machines to even have a chance of running. And they were animating the movie on PCs. And and they were having like ten bugs run around at full speed in a scene. I'm like, holy shit! You've got ten bugs in one scene moving around on a PC. I was like, yeah. That's funny because in Starship Troopers two, they use a lot of the plates from Starship Troopers. They just flat out use the same effect. Oh sure, they re- well they recycled a lot of the shots, yeah. But in terms of the custom stuff they did, they could do they could do twice as many bugs in in one. Set up. There being new shots, but I only saw. No, it's a lot of new shots. Okay. Jeremy animated that shot. I always left this little thing where the one bug goes, "Hey, what the?" and watches the (laughs) missile go. This is this is a lot of compositing going on, but that's largely a practical, practical blast going on. Now, of course, here comes here comes the tanker bug sequence. It starts right here with this cracking ground. Tanya animated. See, I, I can remember who, who animated this shit. <laughs> that was a fake crack. Yeah, that, well, there was a little. There was a little practical thing, but a lot of it was digital. Bitching. And again, there's a lot of bu- flying bug chips. Now, of course, the scene where they're in a circle. You think it's funny now? You should have seen it before. There was no bugs there, where they're standing in a circle, all firing into a circle. It's amusing as hell. So that's all. You know, that's Tanya animate hand animated that shit. What's the time frame for for uh, at least a first pass of finalish animation? I mean, is it? It, it totally depends on the shot. I mean, well, in, in this case, though, the tanker bug was a biatch. Tanker bug took a long time because it, nice it's a fun bug. It's it's um, it's because uh, the tanker bug was a one-off, so it wasn't it wasn't as dialed in and, and animator friendly as as the warrior bugs, which is what we used all every day. So Tanya had to do a lot of custom stuff on the on the tanker bug. So he's not a good. This is really the tanker bug's only scene. So other than the, a cameo coming up, so. Nice texturing on the on the bug there. This was also yeah. a scene that, um, unfortunately, the the original original version isn't in the DVD, but the animatic should be on this DVD. We did this was our first test sequence that we did as an animatic, um, so we did this in an early sort of cartoon form, and I think that's on the DVD somewhere in the making of. But before that, Phil and I did this sequence with a styrofoam tanker bug and army men on a black <laughs> tabletop. And that was, that was when we worked out the sequence. That was how we figured out the sequence was we did it with a little styrofoam tanker bug and literally army man on coat hangers. And we, we did this entire scene with that. And that was how Phil helped desi- figure out the design of the action of the scene. Negative. Negative. <laughs> it didn't go in. <laughs> Just impacting Ooh. on the surface. So this this kind of stuff, you know, this procedural stuff and this you know giant. This was this was backbreaking. Jesus, with, that's the, te- a lot. with the technology we had then. I mean, this that's was, a lot of shit to do. Yeah, it's hard hard stuff to get. A lot of particle work and a lot of comping. All right. Oh. All right, you had two arms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want you to come to my tent tonight, late tonight, when everyone's asleep. You know what I'm saying? You're going to play ball for me. <laughs> You're going to play ball tonight. You have no idea what this hand of mine can do. <laughs> <laughs> Once you have a stump, you never go back. So you got the green guts, and I got the orange guts. That makes me cooler than you. 
I literally think that's guacamole they've th- thrown on her. <laughs> She's a messy eater. <laughs> don't sit right into that chipotle. Don't, don't sit next to her at lunch, man, because she's just. Now here's where here's where we find out that Gary Busey plays the violin. No, I saw him playing earlier. No, Jake, pardon me, Jake Busey. Jake Busey, yeah. But then he gets to play a neon violin in this scene. Now this is the kind of army I can get behind. <laughs> if there's hookers in that third one, man, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we just happen to have the electric neon violin. Nazis are just like me. <laughs> I like oh my god! Yeah. What a lucky break that they actually had a violin in the combat R and R supply kit. I mean, what are the odds, really? You kill bugs, good. <laughs> Best script ever. You know what? Well, we make fun, but again, we're not watching look Attack at, of the Clones right now. <laughs> look at the scar on that man's chest. Yeah. Yeah. You mocking his service? Is that what you're doing? No, you mocking sir, his service? No, sir. He had, a, he had a minor in utero procedure where the doctor lit him on fire. <laughs> hey, baby, you like fire? <laughs> That's just where the coat hanger was kind of grazing him. Oh. oh, Yeah, thank you for making it. Oh, I was five. going to, and I, I'd rather you do it. Oh, I've gone one step too far. We've just seen five heads explode. but I. He survived it, so that's why it's funny. We <laughs> Fifty people just unfollowed us all on Twitter. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> his face, his beautiful face. He's, he's got a, oh no, he's got a, he's got a scar on his beautiful face. In the future, people jig. They do. Everyone's Irish in the future, no matter where you're from. Even people from Buenos Aires are, are Irish. And they dance and uh, The guy always comes around at the awkward Whoa, time. Whoa, weird. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to involve yourself. I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> that this doesn't help. That's, yeah. Dude, just whatever you're everything. You know, I've decided that if that's what I get, yeah. I don't want it. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. I'm being filled with some sort of an emotion. <laughs> that's great and all, but I'm never going to have sex again now. It's official. Fills me with it. Just for show. Look, they've got a standard off-the-rack thermorest mattress there. If you, if, if you know your camping gear, that's a standard uh, thermorest camping mattress. I have one at home. Sharper image? <laughs> no, uh, REI. <laughs> nice. All right. This is kind of a letdown after the shower scene, but it's so a, yeah. It's like we hey, hey there. I was kind of seeing a third nipple thing going on just now. <laughs> Did anyone else see Does that? Does she have three nipples? So, do you not wear a bra when you go into combat? No. Nah. I feel like you would want that support. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's, you know, like, we're talking like a spoon and a half here. We're, uh, we're off, we're off oh. duty right now, see? This is oh, okay. our R&R. They don't have to be fully uh, armored up, you know. It's her off-duty bra. It's her, yes, her off-duty. <laughs> off-duty. She can, she can go combat. She can go commando in there. So. That's ironic. It works. We call it commando. Commando, she's exactly. When she's up. She's going to go commando. Now, of course, they're going to be rudely interrupted before this can become a fully Dutch film. Rudely or awesome. I can't even believe it, Jace. <laughs> Every time we get close to each other, we're really close to a China ball. <laughs> That's weird how that works out, isn't it? amazing coincidence. It's so convenient. It's I look great under a China ball. But who doesn't? You look great, too. But I look really Here great. Here we go. Here's one of the few jokes. Is one of the few jokes in the movie coming up.
Okay. <laughs> Minute. Take a twenty. I have asked you repeatedly to call me Dad. Oh, sorry, sorry Harry. I told you. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Harry. Now this is hey, uh, this hey. is B. Now this moons. is a, a bit of trivia. Um, this is a, a little micro sequence that we called in Hopper Canyon because it's a canyon scene and there's hoppers that are going to show up. This was the very first scene we ever completed as far as bug shots. It's only like five shots worth of bug. And it damn near killed us because we were just starting out. Um, there's this little scene coming up where you see just a little flip of wing, which I was sweating bullets over because because Phil wasn't there. Phil was still on location. So I actually had to just sort of supervise this one little shot right, right there. And I had no idea if that's what they wanted or whatever. And it got sent to God knows where they were shooting this. And I was like, they're going to fire me. They're going to freaking fire me. And they wrote back and they got the feedback. And they said, that's awesome. That shot is awesome. First shot, first final, boom. And I was like, yay. So this sequence was sent to, I'm pretty sure it was Comic-Con because it was completed at Comic-Con. It was another little artistic bug shot coming by like the um, this was the first sequence that existed and it was sent to Comic-Con and uh, you see this happen here and the guy gets speared like that and he, that fun little scenery flies up like that first of all, I love their strategy head for low ground yes now wait, now here's, here's, the key, here's the key scene right here here's the key scene right here this shot coming up right now so like, this is down so there and now we're placing now there's a real guy up on the rock and then we've got this like stinger shot here where the thing, like, jabs him with the stinger, and then we take him out, of course, and that's that. So that sequence was taken to Comic-Con or some other convention and shown, and then immediately, on this new thing called the Internet, people began to write about, yeah, I saw the first clips from Starship Troopers, and it's this whole scene where this guy gets carried off by a bug to the top of a mountain, and then it rapes him. Um, and so that was that. Then, when the movie came out, I saw much debate about, well, they're never going to release the uncut version, which has the scene where some guy gets raped by a bug. And I, you know, I, I've, I've always tried to set the record straight. I'm like, you're seeing the scene in which the guy gets raped by a bug. It's the scene when the guy is stabbed with a bug, and that's it. And someone 10 years ago at Comic-Con thought it was being raped, and that's all there is. There is no such missing scene as the famous being raped by the bug scene. Maybe there you just, just don't isn't. Know. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Everyone else animated it without you. Yes. Did I just miss those 50 days worth of dailies of these, of these <laughs> scenes? It's the first the time in history that a it's rape like has the, been committed to film that you didn't help with. It's like the, exactly. It's like the uncensored cow shot that I'm also unaware of. Now, this is the beauty that is Planet P. Yeah, baby. That was good looking. I loved it. Yeah. Gore. Nice. <laughs> I always love that phrase. I had to explain that phrase to somebody on my crew. I forget. It's funny, who it was. you had a weird Hulk relationship with the hyperbole in this film. It's, somebody said, so he goes, let me tell you, bought the farm means they're dead. Um, hump so, the bunk somebody, somebody said, what does, what, does, what does it mean that somebody humped the bunk? And I said, well, I'm just guessing, but I think it means you screwed up so badly you didn't even hit the girl at all. <laughs> you just. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh. oh. I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even thought my way through it that far. Yeah. I don't hump need to the think bunk. like that. Genius. <laughs> that's fucking great. I'm using that. We humped the bunk. <laughs> it's like screwing the pooch. I mean, clearly something went wrong. Well, my favorite has always been humping the fold. <laughs> okay. Like, well, you found the wrong part of the body, that's man. A whole different, that's a whole different issue. You think? Hold on, there's a mirror over there. I gotta yeah. check. Hold on a second. <laughs> I gotta look pretty at you. Yeah. <laughs> Brace yourself, though, because it can be pretty intense. 
Now, here we go. Now, this and, and this admittedly was a misstep. This is not the same bug they were dissecting before, and there was a lot of confusion about that. That's a different kind of bug. Yeah. Even though it looks a lot like the same kind of bug, so that's a bad idea. This is a, yeah, this is a nice little scene here. Just to underscore. Hmm. His brain seems to be missing. Well, let's demonstrate by poking my hand in there. It's not a real hand, though, so it's all right. <laughs> and pulling out a bunch of goo. Yes. So it's only PG-13. They sucked it right out. Thank you, Leo. <laughs> well done, Dr. Obvious. Captain Exposition. Yes. And now it's... Open that. Open what, sir? It's Quato! Yeah, this is a good idea. <laughs> Quato's coming! You're all gonna die! That's that's officer material, the guy who hides in the locker. <laughs> well, he has a good reason, though. <laughs> so, to not get killed? Yeah. To okay. not get brainy. Yeah. Well, he says, well, he says right here. So I have to capture. He has to I've got all the plans and everything mm -hmm. in my head. Plus, I didn't want to have my brain sucked out, so there you go. Well, you know, there are perks. I found this prop from Lost in Space, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him, too. So, so this scene, we're about to start the Siege of Planet P, which we were in production for, for 18 months, and we are pretty much in production of this sequence for the full 18 months. Other sequences came and went, but this sequence took the entire time. Someone was always working on shots from this sequence because it's so large. How long are we on? A year, about a year and a half. Nice. You had plates a year and a half before release? Oh, yeah. They were really factoring in. Was that just like a, a generational thing in terms of where CG was at the time? They just needed it's, that. They just wanted most, to give you that much time. Most movies are in post to... for at least a year. I mean, you know, when I started, we were just starting to shoot and plates started to come. And so, so this was this was his, his, this scene for like this shot, for example, right here, just figuring out how to do it was almost killed us. You know? So how did you figure out how to do it? Well, we just had to, you know. Did you photo hold out of the shit out of it. We did. We had, to, we had to layer it. We had to figure out our procedural stuff. There's a whole lot. A lot of this stuff we finally, you know, by the end of it, we were good at it. We could just grind these shots out without any trouble at all. But in the first year, you know, <laughs> it was a real bitch. So there's a lot of stuff. We, a lot of these are procedural bugs, but then we'll put like a featured one that, you know, looks, that draws your eye. So you don't look at the other ones that are kind of like hobby horses. They're all doing the same thing. Yeah. So, there, you know, there's, there's lots of grenade work going on in this my little animated grenade bits. So, like, all this stuff is, you know, just painfully hard to render and multi-multi-layer composites just killing us. 2K also, or 4K? Uh, I, think, I think 2K. Cool. I, I couldn't tell you for sure, though. I did every bug but the one you're looking at in that shot, <laughs> for example. <laughs> bug guts on the lens. <laughs> Nice. We enjoyed that. Now, here come the hoppers. Now here comes the scene that, that I helped. I helped to orchestrate. This, there's there's going to be a flying head gag coming up here. Again, death for laughs. Go, Paul. Um, there's a couple of scenes coming up here where again, this that's that's a Jaeger rubber effect, but this is a digital. And I was very stickler about how the head flew, and so the head flew correctly. And and we were in dailies one day, and Phil and Phil's wife, who's a producer at the place. Um, 
Phil's wife said, well, the head's kind of going lopsided. And Phil goes, well, that's because the brain case is, you know, and it's like the weight is offset. And therefore, the brain with the helmet would make the head. It's, it's, it's correct. You know, and she gave him this look and he looked back at her. And he goes, it's just something boys know. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is totally true. So here's here's one of the few bug jokes in the film. The bug is okay. We're gonna pull down the tower. Who's with me? What are you guys doing? Ow! <laughs> <laughs> it's about the only bug joke. Well, there's there's actually another one coming up. Uh, How many shots did you have? It's it was two hundred and some, just over two hundred, I think. And then by the time you get to these with the bug piles, these were just, you know, compositing and animation nightmares. Seems like it'd be a lighting nightmare. That too. You know, trying to get away with, you know, as little shadowing as possible. Lighting a trillion bugs in a realistic way. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of cheating going on. Anyway, so there's a, uh, there's a, scene, there's a scene coming up where we, a lot of these bugs, when, there's right there. There's this, oh my God. Yeah. And this, was a, this is a whole different animal here because the bugs aren't walking anymore. We didn't have any procedural bugs who weren't walking, and we couldn't have them stand there and walk in place. So we had to do, generate all new animations for that, for that scene. So it was just kind of a nightmare. But I, I just – I enjoy the scene. I don't know. I, what, what you you got to see us what you think about it. But I think it just captures that sense of you're really doomed. These people, this is, they're just doomed. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, it's it's Zulu, but with bugs. Well, and Zulu was exactly we watched Zulu, and yeah. they kept saying it's watch Fort Apache, watch Zulu, and that whole idea of like you know knowing that you're so clearly doomed and you still are, you are truly fucked, continuing to to fire is you know is a, I guess it's a very military thing. You just do your job till the very end. Oh, shit, I dropped it. (laughs) That wasn't what I meant. This is uh, called the crazy bug sequence, which is this bug is completely decimated and keeps coming. He's the RoboCop of bugs. He's the RoboCop of bugs. (laughs) I just like the way Xander comes out of the hatch here. Watch his his little hero bounce that he does. And he's also got a much better gun. We always commented on how, okay, they, they 5,000 shots to take a bug down. Watch Xander when he comes out. Here comes Xander. Doing! And, wow, he's got a better gun than they do. <laughs> His gun drops bugs like crazy. Well, they're always talking about how, oh, the fleet, the fleet, the fleet yeah, is the so much better. The fleet's got good stuff. They got better, bigger bullets or something. Some good goo coming up in this thing. I think there's a problem with their fort design, that the supports of the fort are outside of the fort, and the uh, the floor panels seem to be just some plywood over dirt. <laughs> I think that's maybe a bad kind of fort plan. But, so dude, you're, yeah, you're dude, fine. Yeah, dude, you can just get some legs now. <laughs> I mean, you sure? Come on. Plane's here. Okay. Hey guys! Yay. Hey, Do you know there's a whole hole underneath this fort right here? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. You guys see the? You guys should get this taken care the, of. The tanker bug does do the comedy take. What? Boom! <laughs> does that little what the? I like that. This shot here, where Dizzy bites it um, or gets bit, we actually had to for the to get the R rating, we had to remove blood from this shot. 
this shot right here. We actually had to. None of the tits. We had to. Yeah, no, the tits are fine for R, but too much blood. Um, we actually had to de-emphasize the amount of blood in that that sequence right there because they actually came back with it with an NC-17 because of uh, that much gore. <laughs> now here's the here's what the, I don't know why they teach you this in triage. Like, okay, so she's got a giant thing rammed through her. Um, don't, better take don't, that out. Don't, don't. <laughs> don't take. Okay, you uh. idiot. You idiot. What the hell was that? They don't. Do they teach you that in medic school? You like. If you're impaled on something, make sure you pull it out so it can bleed properly. <laughs> so that way you have a giant gaping hole. Yeah, as opposed to a thing. As opposed you. to something that's already keeping pressure on your and wounds. The, these tower guys just make it terrible. It's like, dude, you, you knew how much trouble you were in before anybody else. What, you, what have you been waiting for? Yeah, dude, don't ever get in the tower. Yeah. And no, thank you. Did I see eyeballs running off? Yeah, we had dangling yeah, he eyeballs. He sure does like to melt, folks. We got dangling <laughs> eyeballs going. This Paul now, this, this, this sequence here, this big wide shot here, was just one of our nightmare ones. Again, here it is. I animated every bug you know, down below because who cares? Because you're not looking at them. <laughs> and I had to figure out this pattern of how we got all these bugs in here. But look, at see the, see the tanker bugs in the distance? There's one, there's two, there's three off in the distance. Oh, wow. That's, that's, my, that's my contribution because originally they weren't there. And I said, wait a minute. So the entire valley floor is full of bugs. But they only brought one tanker bug, and that's the one that's already in the compound. Wouldn't well, two if you count the well, one. Well, there's two, but it's like, and there aren't any others going, I should probably go to the fort, too, in case I'm needed. <laughs> and they said, yeah, you're right. So they, they said, we, we, put, we put some more tanker bugs <laughs> spreading out into the distance. Like, gee, isn't it funny that we've seen all the tanker bugs already at the fort that are in the entire valley? Tanker bugs may seem dopey, but they're really good. They're good to have in a scrape. They show up exactly where the fuck the <laughs> plot would want them to be. That's where exactly the plot. right. And this, um, you know, when I was a kid, I would have thought she was going to retire at this point. But actually what she's <laughs> doing is uh, buying the farm, which apparently means dying. Best death scene ever. Kissing the person who's bleeding profusely from the mouth. I mean, that is love. That's really got to be love. Or AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. We got that pilot that almost always hits things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a break for all of us. Look where you're flying. Watch the road. Would you please? <laughs> you know, normally I would say, what's she going to hit out there? Yeah. But she'd find something. Yeah. She'd find something. Turns hit. left, giant, implausible sequoia. Bam. <laughs> It's the only way to be sure. Wow, you got all butch. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of instancing. I was going to say copy, paste, 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 paste. <laughs> oh, yeah, paste, they paste, can do like, it with the ships, yeah, but not click. Yeah, those lucky bastards. One thing I never noticed before is that, like, Every few ships is gold, and I don't know why that is. Like, most of them are well, gray. that is a pity, because <laughs> yeah. you were the one who needs to explain. That's because right. they all now look exactly know. the same before, and someone said, hey, they look exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, make them different colors. <laughs> See? No, that's well, what yeah. I'm saying. 
I'll bet Are you it was sure just that's like, not they exactly what's paste, man. So they won't look copy pasted. All right, all right. That's my guess. All right. Did you see the pink one? All right. Did you see it? All right. Did did did, did you see it? All right. You know you're not gonna be one of those guys who goes like. So the meaning of the ones that are slightly more golden is that actually means why do the, the warp missiles? Yeah. Therefore, <laughs> why do the warp missiles go up? Shouldn't it be? Shouldn't the most important cells be down? Actually, technically speaking, it should be underneath. Oh, Trey. The thing is, I am exactly that person. <laughs> I'm so happy that working in visual effects and knowing that so many of these decisions are just because either no one knew any better or they were just completely because ah, who fucking who's gonna care? Shark brain. You know, the only people, yeah, shark brain. The, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I may have told the story before, but the, you know, the phrase we used to have for people who who do, are willing, who actually do things as stupid as like single frame through movies, because only an idiot would actually watch a movie that way. We called them the children from hell. So if we were doing something in a, in a shot and we go, well, that's not technically right, but you know, no one's going to notice that except for the children from hell and fuck them. So, so literally, the people who like. We know there are going to be people who are going to single frame their movies and find the mistake, and we figure, fine, then you get to be that person who wants to spend your time doing that. And most people are not going to know what the hell you're talking about because they just watch the movie. Yeah, screw those guys. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Huh? I'm what? just saying. I'm just saying that you know, just if you're if you're wondering what the professional filmmakers think of people who do that, we think you're I, bullshit. I'm a professional filmmaker. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh, someday. <laughs> well, and when the instant you'll know the instant that you really are because you'll have that attitude. When's this thing due? Fuck it, it's done. Final, move it out. <laughs> hey, it's Doogie Hauser. Okay. But now he's a Nazi. <laughs> it turned out to be a brain bug on E. <laughs> Red, green, yellow, blue, purple. <laughs> I see bugs everywhere. I love this speech. Now sing it. <laughs> Don't you think that, that Joss Whedon was watching this and going, you know who would be a great Dr. Horrible in that movie I want to make? That guy. You know, yeah. I, I would never be able to picture uh, Neil Patrick Harris as a villain without this movie. And, like, he's, you can't pull it off genuinely, but... Well, he was six at the time he shot this. <laughs> Either six or 900 years old, <laughs> one or the other. Doing a Benjamin Button. It's a brand new day. Sun is high. We're going to get sued. Stop. <laughs> oh, geez. Now we're <laughs> yeah, because Joss is such a badass with his fans. <laughs> yeah, he'll tear you a new one, man. This isn't a deck. This is the dirt. <laughs> this is what the hell. This is clearly just rough rocks. Pretty sure I'm supposed to break someone's arm now. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while. Right, now how's this go? I'm supposed to throw a knife at somebody's hand or some shit? I don't know. They look pretty young. Ooh. They look pretty nervous. <laughs> yeah, we've been at this almost a week now. <laughs> <laughs> That's two rolls. <laughs> the hot pilot is mine. <laughs> they literally do look like grade schoolers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can plainly tell that they're on like Apple boxes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I like how he got dumber when he became lieutenant. Some kind of <laughs> smart bug or some shit. <laughs> the fucking eggheads talking yeah, about <laughs> I didn't go to no school except the one I did. Except the one my smart yeah. friend who told me about the brain bug also went to. And yeah, we go. So now we got the, the, the really big blasting of this. This is one of those gold spaceships. Seems like works. all the gold ones are dying. Yeah. <laughs> See, and it's at front, so it's probably a command ship. He hates these cans. Uh, you gonna hit that? Gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, not yeah. Dutch like that. It looks like <laughs> fucking Star Trek. Gonna hit this one. J.J. Abrams right there. That gold paint sure did help them. Yeah. This is, uh, this is some pretty stuff. That? You gonna hit that? You gonna hit that? You gonna hit that? I'm not. I got it. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. It does look surprisingly like Star Trek in these shots. Ouch. Oh. Ooh, that's snap. not good. <laughs> Jump for your life! <laughs> run, Denise Richards, run! Now look at that shot. Now that's pretty. That is, and that's and that's largely miniature with uh, with um, some optical enhancement. But well, that sucks. Bye, everybody. If I'm ever in space and there's a hole and I'm going to go through it, I'd like it to be bigger than me, not like yeah, and not have rebar at the edges. Yeah. That would just be you know insult to injury. Yeah, I think you we know. Let's go. You don't want <laughs> it to be a quarter of an inch thick and have your body pulled through it like Alien Three. No, that Very would painful. not be good. Just be extruded like that. That's not happy. Like, like just get dyed out. I was I, I, a tube I, of bone and blood. And flesh. I always like this sequence because, of course, I hadn't didn't have to work for months and months on it, so I could just watch it instead. You know this this destruction of the ship, and of course, you know, oh, there, bye, captain. There she goes. Well, she's still half a captain. I always thought this was just a fun sequence, and like, oh, lots of nice mayhem. Oh, now we'll never know. It's a what? <laughs> that is a that is a. It's an is, interesting idea. That is a palindrome which you must solve. <laughs> okay, okay, escape pod. Escape now I'm pod. starting to think of Babylon Five. Yeah. Really, do something like this. These on sets Babylon are 5? a little Babylon the Five. Set, the sets. Okay. Yeah. Yikes! Sorry, cadets. Now, as I understand it, they had some these. This was a lot of stop motion and and uh, you know uh, motion control. That they even had like lead decks, like were made of sheet lead, and they had little tuning things like guitar tuners where they they could you know step frame, make them bend and buckle. Nice. So, I didn't see that with my own eyes, but I was told that they had that going on. Oh, great! Now you're going to fly somewhere else. Sweet, <laughs> that worked out so well. The what last could time. possibly happen? Well, they're doomed. Let's go. This is very, like... Yeah. Well, there's no arguing with that. The interiors are just so dumb-looking. The exteriors are all just, like, awesome. And then inside, it's, like, Space 1999. I love that they're actually using an ow. <laughs> that they're actually using a, cool. clearly a real you know motion control rig to to make them bounce around on, and they're bouncing them hard too, <laughs> which I think is pretty cool. I was married to Charlie Sheen. Are you kidding me? I can handle anything. <laughs> I, don't I can handle so any real. wildly gyrating thing. <laughs> I'm surprised the things I can land on. Nice one, nice one, good one, good one, good one, good one. Carmen's dead, let's go. 
No. <laughs> what a oh. douche. Yeah, really. Oh. Oh, never mind. Everything's fucked down here, whore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I want you. Want you right now. Oh, there she is. How convenient. Everywhere I the go. The whole sky, all over the planet. <laughs> retro in three, two, one. <laughs> Whoops. Never going to give you. <laughs> that's retro. Nice. Now, here's, here's a, ouch. Here's, here's yeah, a, you did that. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, yeah, oh, we happen to have plowed into a mountain where there's a cave underneath. That's, nuke, again. Nuke the fridge. Nuke the fridge. See, see, Carmen's got. I'm going to say that there was more cushioning in there than that fridge. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm fine. Are you, he freaking chokes her. Are you all right? Yeah. Now this, if I, you're all right, say... <laughs> now, this was, a fun sequ- this was a fun sequence to do. This was the, you know, of course, the lion's den sequence, and we got to do all kinds of creepy, ooky, spooky, you know, bug. Hi, welcome to our world kind of things. Just Carmen, I never, just never quite bought Denise with a machine gun, even though she, she, she picked one up and... Hello, welcome. Was there any sort of like a personality mandate that went into the way they behave? Um, are they trying to are they trying to be defensive? Or are they trying to? Well, we no, we he like well hello yeah hello little girl. Are they welcome. slightly turned on by the whole thing? Well, <laughs> even the bugs getting off on this stuff. We we actually did we did discuss some of that in this in this scene especially he's going ow. Um, of course, the question is the you know why aren't they killing them you know ow why aren't they killing him and that's because of course here in the bug cave there's a different agenda going on than there is up top which we'll find out in a second but um we we worked on their their posturing but we didn't uh, we we certainly never it was a mandate that we never wanted to have like oh that's that's you know bub the funny bug back again that there wasn't a, you know any kind of way to tell any warrior from another um, and they were pretty simple in terms of their behaviors, but they were a little different. There was the, you know, on the attack, there was the looking for a chance to attack. But in the bug cave, of course, they're looking for, you know, for live, for live subjects, for the brain bug, which we'll reveal in a second. And then, and then, you know, we kind of, it was never really stated, but I, I we kind of worked it in there that, that the, these who are around the brain bug, that the brain bug, because the brain bug is psychic, that they get kind of a little, a little, you know, a little thrill in their genes by being around the brain bug. So when the brain bug sucks a brain, they kind of get in on that. So, so that's why they're kind of orgasmic in this sequence where they're kind of like, there's going to be a brain sucking and they're kind of into it. And they have a little, they, they, we literally did, you know, they have a little bit more of a, these guys kind of a little slippery of a- kind of action going on because they know there's going to be brain sucking <laughs> and they get a little charge off it when the brain bug sucks a brain. They're a little more personality because they're just they're hanging out with. Well, because the they, you know, they they're sort of they're closer to the brain. Basically, right. was the idea that they're they're sort of acting they're they're acting the way he's feeling right now. So the brain bugs, you know, get a little brain on on tap, and the, all the warriors are kind of going, "Hey, we're going to get us some brain." Casper and Dan's like. There's something dripping on my face. Yeah, really. No one will be seated during the horrifying walking through the cave sequence. <laughs> well, of course, this is actually a key plot moment where Johnny arbitrarily... We should go this way. It looks like the Matterhorn. It looks yeah. cool. <laughs> where he arbitrarily chooses a path or... Is Let's see, it I've done arbitrary. the fire one before, but yeah, the ice is supposed right. to be better. Which is the one where there's supposed to be a... I heard there was this one where there was a tiger and a princess.
Proceed on mission. <laughs> I yeah. need to volunteer. That, yeah, one was, that one was easily the least butch thing <laughs> yeah, the, she's the, ever. So, yeah, so you see, we're, we're doing this thing where they're kind of like, there's going to be a brace, like a little, you know, yeah, a little hoedown thing. You're going to get your brain sucked. You guys going to get your brain sucked. So, so they're... This this is one of the, this is one of the few sequences where we ever did imbue the bugs with some kind of extra personality where they have this sort of all hail the brain bug kind of attitude going on. The brain bug was a nasty model to have to animate. This is pretty fucking gross, Trey. Yeah, and sometimes he's practical. You know, sometimes he's a colossal, actual, full size uh, thing by ADI. We'll see that you can tell the difference, kind of. Yep, there's that's the real one. Actually, no, that's uh, that's that's ours. But then we're going to shut to... And there's the... That's the practical. Hi, I'm the brain bug. I'll be sucking your brain. It's about to get real unpleasant up in here. <laughs> at least for you. Now, try not to flinch. This may be a little sting right at the beginning. Now I'm pissed. Hold still. <laughs> He's got a lot of brain. He's got more brain than I thought, quite <laughs> frankly. It is a mostly empty hard drive. <laughs> wow, I thought there'd be more data. Ooh, that stings. Hi. <laughs> so your name's Carmen. I know that now. What is it about aliens in <laughs> movies that make them have to look entirely... Va- oh, like, you bitch. They all look like vaginas. We, <laughs> this and the face we hugger, had, they're all We like- certainly had no qualms about, you know, yeah, this definitely looks like a vagina. You know, you know take it up with Paul. Bam. Yeah. Chewie, I spew at you. It's mean. Quit it. Hey. It's glandular. Hey. I have big bones. Okay, I don't have bones. <laughs> My dad was mean to me, and I eat to overcompensate. Okay, you hear you heard him. Now, of course, we, you know, even... I was in a conversation. There was a conversation I was in the other day online about how people who make movies aren't necessarily unaware of how stupid certain aspects of that movie are. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carmen just got a telephone pole rammed through her thorax, but apparently she's okay now. Yeah, now she can fight. For the rest of the movie, she's going to be fine. And notice how even at the end, when they're out amongst all the other humans, they don't medevac her. They don't put her on a stretcher. <laughs> they just, it's everything's fine. She puts on a jacket is what she does to cover up her gaping wound. Don't. Jacket ain't gonna cover that. Yeah, that's he, he is, he's black, so jacket's not gonna so cure he's him. Done. Yeah, he has to die heroically just before the ending because that's what black guys in movies have to do. <laughs> yes, you can be equal up until the point where you sacrifice yourself so the white people can get away. That's what black guys in movies have to do. Watch him die before they all leave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You need to trigger it now. Gotcha. Psych. He just triggers the nuke. So these, yeah, these scenes where bugs are climbing over piles of other bugs, you know, we did late in the production. By then, this was cake, you know. We would have killed us early on. 
You you can't avoid. You have to run. You can even outrun a nuclear fireball by jumping at the last minute, as we're about to see. Okay. It's important to just time when you jump. And then a fortuitously timed cave-in collapse will yes, save you. Yes, of course. And, and one of the worst ones you'll see, too, because, gee, that looks a lot like a door coming down. <laughs> now, you'd think they could have optically enhanced that just a little bit, but, but I guess they didn't. Well, that happened. Hmm. You guys want to get lunch? Yeah. You know, this military thing, I'm kind of bored with it now. I don't know, yeah. Gas prices, right? I could become a nurse, can I? I'm going to go back to school. <laughs> That's it. Enough of this bullshit. I'm going back to school. Now, this is what I was talking about. This Again, this, it's faithful to the book. You know, like, okay, yeah. they were kind of involved, but they didn't actually capture the brain bug, which is the whole point of all of this. Somebody else did in some other scene that we didn't get to see. I always wanted to see a, a sequel, a proper sequel. Because I always pictured this as like, the equivalent of the Battle of Midway, which in the <laughs> World War in the Pacific Did, World War Two, it's like the turning point from when the Japanese were winning to when we were winning. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. So I always figured that war wasn't over. This is just the yeah. the but turning point. Just again behind the scenes, as if as if the brain bug itself wasn't hard enough to animate, the brain bug with a net all over him was just about <laughs> fatal to the to the every department. This these scenes were just ridiculously hard. And if you look at it, it's you know you look at it now with modern perspective it's like you know the net doesn't make doesn't animate very well at times hey you're doogie hauser and here's the key moment yay we scared an animal we struck terror into somebody. <laughs> into, a, into a large insect. What? Fuck out of here. <laughs> what are you talking about? Shut the fuck up. They'll kill yeah. us if they realize that. Lady, you got a gaping wound in yourself there. You might want to lie down. You might want to see to that. <laughs> It's, I mean, this dialogue here is just classic. And when we're together, I just know everything's going to be all right. Even gaping wounds in my thorax. I have a punctured lung, for Christ's sake. I have a sucking chest wound. And yet... And it was Clancy Brown! Well, I did chop his tallywhacker off first, but never mind. Wait, since yesterday you've become like way ahead of me? Well, that's because the we we now here's Paul I'm Paul Verhoeven, what are you doing here? This you want you want subtext. I think this is it right here. They got the owie, and then as if that weren't enough. Oh, hello. <laughs> What's Paul trying to say here? The 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 scene was it was a brief scene, but uh Zim couldn't re enlist unless he, he gave up his commission, so he had to re enlist and become a private again. So he was too valuable as a drill instructor. They didn't want him to re-enlist. re-enlist. 
Don't hit anything like I used to. It's a good thing I'm management now. <laughs> I can let other people hit things for me. That's what's important. This, this, this beautiful propaganda ending. Especially the last slogan, which is just so, so horrifying. Keep fighting, and they'll win. Hey, spoiler! <laughs> Come on, you should label that a spoiler. I don't care. I want to go kill bugs. That's right. See, and yeah. that's what the movie's about. Yeah, it's about making you want to go kill bugs, even though bugs don't exist. Oh, we're going to turn it off and not even look for my name. No, I, I just so, remembered that your name was probably going to be in it, so I thought I'd turn the monitor back on. Oh, well, there you go. All right, now, Michael, before you fall asleep, was that was that any more interesting the second time around? Yeah, it was. That's why I didn't do a lot of talking. I'm like, hold on, I'm trying to keep up with it. And I don't know if you're missing much, but uh, you, had the, you had the subtitles, so, yeah. so you were able to yeah. keep up. So, uh, yeah, going in from the perspective that it was supposed to be ridiculous. It. Which I'm not sure how often you want to give credit to a movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's stupid because they tried. But yeah. um, it was, yeah, it was, it was more interesting this time, definitely. Well, I, I admit that I, you know, it, it probably was too meta to try and achieve something like that. You know, it just if you're doing a parody of a bad movie, you have to let people in on that, right? At Otherwise, some they're point. just going to think it's a bad movie. Yeah. So it's difficult. But it's the there's the other the other thing that I was talking about. Uh, we still we can get into that. But uh, so go ahead around the room. I'm the least qualified Michael? to offer my opinion on like the movie. it out of ten. Um, I like it better than I did before. I'd probably give it a. Five or six. Yeah. Didn't love it, but I liked it okay. Brian Finnefter? Um <laughs> He wants to kill bugs. <laughs> I want to kill bugs. He's doing his part. I got fight and he'll win. I'd actually increase it from uh, before because, uh, like I said earlier, like I'd seen the movie and then I read the book later. And then I was disappointed in that the movie wasn't more like the book. And uh, I had a dimmer view of it before. Uh, but watching it again... Incre- uh, ing- hmm. Now go read the book again. <laughs> yeah. This is an incredible cycle. Yeah. You know, I, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you know, this. You know, fuck years this. later, fuck, you. I, fuck this. Years later, I went back and I tried to read the book, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of jingoistic bullshit. Um, <laughs> ah, and I just lost ten Twitter followers just there. Um, you know, it's like I think there's there's a, maybe a certain appeal that Heinlein has to people who are fourteen, like I was when I first read it. Um, it's funny thinking about it. Uh, I read it my freshman year in college when I was still in ROTC, and when we were just running up to the war in Iraq, and <laughs> I was like, "No wait, that was sophomore year, so it was still before." It was right after nine eleven when I read it. So there you go. You're like, I want to kill some mugs. I want to kill, kill, kill some mugs or arrowheads. Uh, whatever, as long as it's different from me. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. I don't think I liked it, but. It was a, an intriguing watch, and obviously the high point was the visual effects. And not just the bugs, but a lot of the spaceship shots looked amazing. It's really good. Yeah. I don't like Casper Van Dien almost categorically just because fuck Casper Dan. Fuck you. <laughs> you're, you're, you. You look like you, and you don't even look like a... You're not even... It's just like you look like a dippo, and then your fucking name is Casper, so fuck you. Just totally. But yeah, all right, then. I, I liked it. I like what it was going for. I don't know if it worked. It's part, it's part of what you said, where if you're going to parody something, you have to let them know it's a parody. Otherwise, they'll just think that you are what you're trying to petiche. Right. doesn't work out if you don't say, hey, guess what? This is me, and I make fun of that <laughs> by being that but bad layer. Because if you don't say, that's what I'm aiming for, all of a sudden you're just – you're even worse than what you're trying to make fun of. Yeah, I think that I think it was like 
one one level too many. You know, you have to. It's like one. It seemed to wane off towards the end, and it just became a straightforward sort of movie. Yeah, but again, yeah. a movie that just doesn't make any freaking sense. <laughs> like I said, if you could look at it through the filter of. You know, but in a, I mean, look at a, you know, a typical Hollywood war movie, even. It's not just the Nazis who had made, you know, propaganda films. Look at one of our war movies where, you know, because you want the happy ending, the guy who was, you know, dying of an artillery shell to the eyeball 20 minutes ago gets up and goes, all right, lads, all right, good job, good. roll credits, you know. We're all going to be fine now. But, but we haven't, uh, did anyone, does anyone want to take a glom onto, again, it's not stated, and you can argue it either way, but the movie never actually specifies what the actual secret agenda of the movie was. Uh, or and this, and this, had they, had they not quite p- pressed so hard on the 90210. Oh, there's a violin coach. There you go. Pro, you know, on the pretty people in space aspect, and if they had just stuck more with, you know, making it more of an obvious, not even necessarily an obvious satire, but... But I think the other point of the movie wouldn't have been lost so much if they hadn't tried to cover so many bases. But which is, um, I'm going to take the guess that yeah. uh, people will perpetuate war not for, not for the actual goal, ostensible goal, which would be to win the war, but to further their own uh, other unrelated. Supervisor, character animation department. So there are my there are my people. There are the character animators. All did an amazing job. I mean, I I worked with all these people extensively for a year and a half, and the and the combat analogy was very apt. I mean, it very felt much like you know combat analogies we kept using all the time. So those were all of our all our catchphrases. Helen Verhoeven, Helen Verhoeven. That was you know one day they said um, the director's daughter is going to come work for the company, and we all went oh fuck. <laughs> and Helen was awesome. Helen Verhoeven was she was talented. She was in the art department, and she was not a mole for her dad or anything stupid like that. She was actually very cool. Uh, you know, she was great to work with. And, All right, so we're at the end of this thing. We've we've given our thoughts. I'm, I'm going to give it a four out of ten just for myself, but I, I, I'm sure that if it clicked for someone else, they'd give it a higher rating based on the exact same interpretation of the production value and all that stuff. What's the uh, what's this this agenda that you keep the uh, keep the pointing the, at us? Who says the bugs ever did anything? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there was the, uh, the rocks, but I'm like, I see no evidence that they had anything to do with that. <laughs> exactly, or Actually. even how they could have done it, or yeah. why they would have done it. The it's it's the Verhoeven's thing, and it's, it's I alluded to this at the very beginning. Look at Total Recall, look at Robocop, and look at this Verhoeven's thing. Time and time again, is don't believe anything the media tells you. That's Verhoeven's message. Every movie he's ever made, the media's lying. It's all over Total Recall. It's all over Robocop. And you can look at this movie from this perspective. Everything they tell you about the bugs and why they're a threat and why they're doing it and why we have to go kill them is only being told you by the media. There's nothing you actually see on screen that indicates any of that is true. Interesting. I want to watch Total Recall with that in mind. Yeah. You, uh, you know, you, you never, you know, the, the, you could easily see this movie as the bugs are going, who the fuck are these creatures and why are they killing us? Right. You know, where did they come from and what the fuck do they want? Why are they all wearing funny hats? Exactly. <laughs> Why do they is look it so we can't eat their like brains? <laughs> yeah. Why does that one look like Gary Busey? <laughs> that's what I can't figure out. So, so that's that's also part of the best, and it, it doesn't necess- it isn't necessarily about that. But you can look at the whole movie, and you can see that it's you know it's could be that the propaganda idea is that this entire society has been hoodwinked, even via a trumped up. They threw a rock at Buenos Aires, which is a total lie. To to create this war, so just to just to have an, have to an, look back on now. Yes, exactly. To have a, to have an excuse to go massacre these bugs for whatever reason the government wants it done. Well, just yeah. to 
to spend a whole lot of money on on warplanes. <laughs> exactly. You want to do the, the military-industrial complex conspiracy, which is very popular. Um, you know, and yes, people have before this movie was made. Again, it's, it seems like this movie is being a commentary on something that hadn't actually even happened yet. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's. I guess the probably what Paul was probably if he was doing a reference, he was probably doing a reference to the burning of the Reichstag. You know, which yeah. is which it was exactly. I guess if we believe history, you know, was exactly that scenario where Hitler ordered the destruction of a sacred German landmark so he could blame other people on it and you know start a war and make the or the the. Burning of Rome by Nero. There you go. Okay. To blame some people. But that's just a little bit too heady for the end of our Starship Troopers commentary. <laughs> it just goes to show you that sometimes science fiction can be bad or wonderfully brave. Look, Trey, I, I want to <laughs> kill bugs, both and I once. don't want any of your and I don't want, bullshit. I don't want any of your life. liberal, exactly. pacifist <laughs> bullshit. You are you on You want Buenos. the bugs to win. You want the bugs. You're a friend of the bugs. That's what it is. You just did. You. you <laughs> So scary that that was our world just a few years ago. Godless pompadour. <laughs> you godless pompadour. That doesn't work as a curse. Anyway, so, well, that's Starship Troopers. I, um, that was a very interesting cool. experience. Thank it's you. It's a like. crazy wild experiment. I, you know, I guess it was the last, well, he got to do Hollow Man after that. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the last. Big, Is it the last thing he did? He's done other movies. Paul's been doing stuff. But after right? you do a semi-invisible penis, it's. Kind of hard to come back. <laughs> it really kind of is. You have to go for full opacity on the penis. Yeah. Or, or make Zack a, Snyder's not going anywhere. Or make it giant and blue. That's that's what you have. Those are your penis options in movies. Yeah, Brian, you have very few penis options. Anyway. Mm. This has been Down in Front. You can catch us at our website, which is downinfront.net or down-in-front.com. My name is T. Christie. No, it's not. And oh. I'm, I'm pointing wildly at Brian for oh, picking up the slack. Brian, He's T. Christie. That's what it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I blew that. Start again. Uh, so my name <laughs> is T. Christie, and I'm Brian Finifter, Mike Scott, and Trey Stokes. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night. So long. We're hammered. We're hammered on hard lemonade, man. I I, I kind of want to kill Bob. <laughs>